P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Red meat, we crave sustenance. I'm an artist. Hello, my name is Jimmy Puppy. Why don't you have some fun? Fun, fun. Tommy. That's a cave thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish. <laughs> I'm always home, I'm on cool. This is a process of demonization. <laughs> No, please, no. I don't. I, I hate I didn't know hearing applause. I didn't know we could bring beer on stage, Kyle. Oh, you left your beer backstage. I left my beer backstage. I'm gonna so. raise this mic. I didn't, I didn't do that. Can we share? Can we share? Yeah, here. Have a beer. This wasn't planned. This is just weird. Oh. That a microphone. That's how close we've become from doing PSI Love Hoffman, guys. Woo! Salute to the old to the old country. That's kidding. Thank you all so much for coming out. So many. Thanks for coming out to Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Gold Sounds, want to plug the venue? This place is awesome. Please, yeah, if you know anyone that needs a venue, recommend Gold Sounds. Right? I don't know. Don't give me that look. I was just curious why you're plugging the venue that much. It's not... Okay, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> Do they t- <laughs> I was going to ask, yeah. Thank you to my family coming out. That means a lot. Everyone, it means a lot. Thank you. But... So, my so parents don't travel well together, so, you know, thanks for... Adam, Adam my brother-in-law, drove, though, so that was a saving grace, I think. And I mentioned my mom called us at I love the, I love this family banter, Kyle. Yeah? I wish every. I would mention them this. on the podcast, though, so it's appropriate. No, I know. It was yeah. cool. It was supportive. Yeah. <laughs> the actor. <laughs> um, so, again, thanks all for coming out. Um, really appreciate it. Who here is a fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman? Woo! Thank you, that's good. <laughs> that would be pretty shitty if that was not the case. Or if we at least didn't make it, you know, make make him more known to people. That was, yeah. that was the I think he did a good job of that himself. Yeah, you know, a few you know, an Academy <laughs> Award, a few nominations, so pretty good career. As Pr- we've seen, we've gone from A to Z. That's the last letter, right? Yeah. <laughs> We've seen every Philip Seymour Hoffman feature film, and that is an accomplishment because one is from Poland. One is from Poland. I can't do a Polish accent. Shula! There we go. Yeah, there we go. One person knows Shuler. That's great. (laughs) So who here is a fan of The Big Lebowski and his character of Brent? Woo! All right. We got a couple there. We got a couple in the back. I mean, I know this is a crowd pleaser. Almost Famous and Lester Bangs. (laughs) Hmm. How about Truman Capote in the film... Capote? Yes! That's not his name in that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about Dusty from... Twister! Twister! There we go. My mom's a big Twister fan. That was a Reinfried family movie night. I remember that. And you told me in the beginning the dad that got sucked up into the Twister would come back and he was safe at the end. But that was not the case. That wasn't the case. Spoiler. (laughs) Who said spoiler? It's a spoiler. I I love your childhood. I wish I had it. (laughs) 22... <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about that? Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> so, how about one of your favorites here, uh-huh. Sandy Lyle, along with oh, Polly? God, it's scary how much I'm like Sandy Lyle. Not as popular, clearly. <laughs> <in the world. laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. 
Rain Dance? But your all-time favorite. Well, I don't want to spoil too much. Well. What's your all-time favorite, I guess? Well, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, there's Scotty J, but then there's Le- uh, Lancaster Dodd from The Master. Big Master guy here. Big Master. Big Master. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what, what can we say about... I am keep looking at Brian. I'm forgetting you guys are out there. Uh, what what can that, we say? That's the atmosphere we want to have. We want to just... Yeah, we're no, used to sitting next to one another and bickering and taking out, you know. I can't see anyone anyway. I wear glasses. <laughs> Um, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I just want to say to me, it was just, I, I, what was, I think, you know, so Twister was the first movie I recognized him in, and he was just someone that, I think he was one of the bravest, you know, for not knowing him, but just one of the bravest people, uh, and then just learn, watching all these films, and, uh, we've been lucky enough that, uh, uh, his sister recently reached out yeah, to us. Yeah, that was really cool news. Like two weeks ago, I, I guess. Yeah. Um, I got a message on Facebook, and it's from this woman named Emily Emily Barr. Yes. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure who's too sure who this is. And I open it up, and it was a really heartfelt message from a sister. How she just had found out about the podcast, and it was like a truly, I guess she kind of ex- expressed it as like a cathartic thing. And honestly, that's all the thank you we need. Yeah, I mean, nothing that was just gratifying and hum- hum- humbling, I think, is the biggest, because she was like, oh, Phil would have loved this and appreciated it, and she put us in contact with other people that have uh, done work about Phil, about PSH. and Yeah, so while this is the last official episode, we might throw a special here and there. I can't give the, this guy up, so we'll do another Hoffman maybe one day, but yeah. for now, this is the ending of a awesome journey for us. And um, should I just go through the intro? Should I just do it? Yeah, let's just, one, one more time. Hey, Hoff fans, welcome to this week's edition of P.S. I Love Hoffman, our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm Brian Rodriguez. And I'm Kyle Reinfried. We're always home, well, not today. We're always uncool, <laughs> and we're always ready to talk great movies. And there's a, I mean, there's just so many great movies we're going to talk about today. We have uh, awards that hopefully some. Yeah, the main, you know, like the main driving force of this show is going to be the Hoffy Awards because we're very creative with titles. Coup de gras of it all. Is that the the coup de gras? I think it's coup de gras. I said gras. Oh, I think it's well. Like Mardi Gras. You were just in New Orleans. I was. I just flew back and my arm's tired. Oh my god! I told you not to do that joke. You told me to do it. (laughs) I was kidding. (sighs) I was in the Big Easy. No, but I think it's really appropriate because, like, this is, this is not supposed to be a sad podcast or, like, a memorial podcast. This is supposed to be a celebration. And I know, like, New Orleans funerals are more like, they got the big band and they're celebratory. And yeah. Thank that you. was my, yeah. Michael Winslow. Joey Gladstone. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we want this to be a celebration. Yes, it is a celebration of this man's life and career. And, I, I mean, you know, doing this podcast, I mean, Brian, we're... We've been friends for since, I don't know, do the math, 2001, 17 years? Too long. Too long. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. No, you're right. We're done. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what do you, I mean, I tried tried to get a little sentimental. Do you have anything you want to say before we, about PSH? Start giving these awards out. Start giving these awards out? Yeah, I want to give some awards out. Okay. I mean, they're awards that will just, they'll... We don't have a physical trophy for the awards. Yeah. So apologies for we that. We have envelopes. Hopefully, we don't have like an Oscar disaster. Yes. I have papers there that tell us to do things. Very visual. <laughs> All right. Um, wait, where are you going? 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I was always pen and paper, and he was always Mr. Phone during it. So. An electronic guy. I'm a modern man. The first award. Kyle, have you seen an award show on TV before? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We have to say the nominees. Oh, the nominees. All right. Read off the nominees. I'm so. I'm getting the nominee list. Jeez. So this episode will debut on Wednesday, which this part will be edited out. So. Yes. <laughs> Feel free to mock us. I will, yeah. Yeah, please. So what's our first category, Kyle? Our first category is favorite character, starting off with a, I don't know what that was. Uh, starting off strong. <laughs> strong. <laughs> I was neither here nor there. By the way, by the way, I have to say, I haven't commented on it yet because you were wearing a sweatshirt. I'm very happy you wore your Detroit Sucks shirt. I love the city of Detroit. Uh, it's music of Stevie Wonder and it's a statue of RoboCop is pretty amazing. Uh, I have not been, but this is a shirt that was worn uh, uh, by Philip Seymour Hoffman in the role of Lester Mengs in Almost Famous. I think it was worn by him ironically as well because he was just such a music lover. I think he was from Detroit, Lester Bangs. Well, there you go. So maybe he did, maybe it did suck. I don't know. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, I don't know about that, but but he is a nominee for favorite character. Ooh, okay, yeah. So I want to read off uh, the nominees. Yes. So the nominees are Lester Bangs in Almost Famous, Scotty J in Boogie Nights, Lancaster Dodd in The Master, Owen Davian in Mission Impossible Three, Gust Avrakatos, <laughs> Greek, Greek, in Charlie Wilson's War, Sandy Lyle in Along Came Polly, and Brant from The Big Lebowski. Oh, we also are we are we gonna we'll read off the winner and then we'll say our uh, we don't know what we're doing up here, people. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> read read off the winner. Then. Okay, the winner is red marker and red light. Scotty J from Boogie Nights. Woo! There we go. <laughs> Scotty J. So, so Kyle, who did you have in that category? Who did I have in that category? Sandy Lyle. <laughs> Sandy Lyle from Along Came Polly beat Scotty J. Ah. <sighs> Along came Polly. Well, I had and Scotty he plays Jay. like a best bud, and he gives obnoxious advice. Reminded me of someone. I know. I know. That's not, I'm not <laughs> saying you. I'm, so, I'm talking about myself. Uh, I'm a loud mouth. But <laughs> but yeah, uh, Scotty J won. But yeah, I, that I was my, that was my vote actually. So Scotty J. Yeah, so I did vote for Scotty J. So I'm on the side of the people right now. Well, I'm always happy to go on the other side. You, you take the, the road less taken, as, as Robert Frost once said. What? Less taken? Less traveled. Whatever. Okay, this is not a poetry <laughs> podcast. Sorry. I apologize. Uh, moving along. <laughs> I mean, we might as well go to the, ne go to the next uh, category. This will just be it all day. So you want to yeah. get a lot of alcohol and come back. Yeah. No, we're going to have guests up uh, in a, a little bit. We're going to wait for, I think, Joey to be the first one, but then we've got a few people in here that are going to come on stage. So want to go with the nominations for Best Female Co-Star? I really like like this category. It's So we had two categories for really... We had Hoffman Collaborator, and that one was more if you did a lot of films with him. And then we had just single performances. This is more like the Oscar category. He collaborated with a lot more... Women, the men. But In terms of uh, repeatedly, yeah. Re yeah. But this is like, this is the one performance thing we're talking about here. Yeah, the standout, him in a scene with a uh, female actor. Who, who did you pick? I picked Meryl Streep. 
from... Oh, Doubt. Sorry. <laughs> Doubt. Great movie. Uh, we tried to reach out to the uh, priest that Philip Seymour Hoffman studied with and uh, and actually also read at his funeral, but he... he uh, we got a nice reply back from, like... We did get a nice reply from his secretary. From his secretary, yeah. So. <laughs> Priest secretary. It was, it was a long reply, too, which I liked. Secretary from the rectory. <laughs> So why did you think Meryl Streep in Doubt was oh, well, number one performance? Oh, well, actually, there's thank you. This is why he was such a great co-host, because I would just be yammering on without any point. But there is something really cool that we learned, and that was when we uh, got to do a really special episode with Amos Poe, who was the first director uh, of the first feature film that Philip Seymour Hoffman was in. Triple bogey on a par five hole. And this guy was awesome. I mean, he was so kind, wrote back to us, said anything for Phil, Please listen to that episode if you didn't. It's just, I, I don't know, just like kind of a crowning achievement of my life so far. <laughs> Until today. Until today, yes, thank you. Uh, but he said that there was a great, that he ran into Phil one time and said, like, what, what do you got going on next? And he said, well, I can either do this really big movie uh, and it would be a way, or I could do this small intimate film and I would stay in New York and it would be, I think he said at that time, like it would be with Meryl Streep and then cut to maybe even like a year later, ran into him again. He's like, well, what'd you do? And he's just like, well, I mean, how could you say no to Merrill? And the story, that, the story that he told was just that Phil was so, like, in a way, like, scared and just, like... Yeah, he, he, how he put it is, like, uh, he ran into Phil on the street. And yeah. he's like, Merrill Streep is eating me alive every day. <laughs> and, I mean, that's that just shows the intensity of, obviously, her work. I mean, we don't have to... Yeah. Career of Do you guys Street know Meryl Streep? <laughs> no, she's not overrated. <laughs> um, we actually got that comment. Remember that when we did the doubt episode? Yeah. It said the women in this film are terrible. It was Meryl Streep, Amy Adams, and Viola Davis. Yeah, those. Yeah, you haven't heard of those names before. <laughs> Come on, a great, great film. So it I, was a play. John, you're in plays. I'm going to do that from time to time. <laughs> <laughs> I actually picked Laura Linney for this. Oh. You know I'm a big Laura Linney fan. I'm, I'm a big Congo fan as well, so. Congo? Oh, I forgot she was in that. <laughs> but, she, you know, she was no, in The Savages. The Savages. Him. And that really becomes her film. That's a near, that's, I think I said on that episode, that's a near-perfect movie. That is a really great movie that, if you haven't seen it, I mean, it's just the way it deals with uh, dementia and, just, and then just, like, the core family unit. Really, really great movie. So the nominees for Best female co-star were Jennifer Lawrence in The Hunger Games, Catching Fire, Meryl Streep, Kyle's pick for Doubt, Julia Roberts, Charlie Wilson's War, big Julia Roberts <laughs> fan base here, she's cool, I like her, Laura Linney, The Savages, my pick, Amy Adams in The Master, Catherine so Keener in Capote, and Julianne Moore in Boogie Nights. And the winner is Kyle. Laura Linney, The Savages. Brian yes. is two for I am oh, with the people. With the people. I'm a man of the people. You've used that title before, but tonight I am a man. Yeah, you're. Yeah, boy. I mean, she just did awesome in that film. That's really her film. He's like, they're built, they're built together, but she's really like the star of that movie. Yeah. If anyone has a question during yeah. this, feel free to raise your hand and ask it. Or a comment about the movie. Or a the comment, role or, or criticism, perhaps, of, <laughs> of us personally. My the, way, the way we look, our the general way we're direction stand, My posture. Life. Mom, I'm okay. Ooh. It's my posture, okay. I Thank hope you. we're not being judged on posture up here. 
<laughs> like leaning on a mic, like hi. You know, like, uh, you can't, yeah, can raise that up for you if you want. I don't know how, and I'm too embarrassed to admit that, but I just did. So, no, you don't really have to do. Look at this guy. Applause for Kyle, my partner in crime. The mic is raised. I don't have to be a weirdo like this. But I did. I did feel like Liza Minnelli, like holding the mic like that. <laughs> That's another topic for another day. <laughs> Liza is part of our. You know, that's a movie, though. Love Liza. Love yes, Liza. Not Liza yeah. Minnelli. Um, a little disappointed about that one. Let's go with. Uh, I mean, we've got two more categories, and then we're gonna have a. We're gonna play a clip uh, from a uh, from a film. So let's. Depending on what the winner is. Yes, depending. Yeah, depending on the winner. We don't know. Yeah. The illusion, Kyle. <laughs> uh, let's go on with. Uh, Want to read the nominations for best male co-star? That one. Well, who did you pick? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix Brother. and the Master, one of your favorite films. Is that film in your top... Is that your favorite film? That's, I don't have a favorite film. I don't. What a hipster. I know we're in Bushwick, <laughs> but come on. Is it in your top five? Uh, yes. I'll, I'll, I'll say top five favorite films. So Joaquin Phoenix, why did you pick him? I picked him as well. I'm just curious. Well, this was like the... Joaquin Phoenix, I don't know if you, any of you remember, but he tried to be a rap, I think like pull like an Andy Kaufman thing for a little bit, and he had a rap career, and uh, I mean he had the Dir- freak out, was that Letterman? Directed right? by Letterman. everyone's favorite, Casey Affleck. Yes, that, the, I forget the name of that documentary, I'm st- still, no, I'm, I'm here, s- I'm, I'm still, still here. here. I'm, I'm still, still here, here thank you. I always, I always mix it up with that Bob Dylan. Exactly, we always do that, we always say I'm not there, the Bob Dylan. Yeah, there we go, I was going to say right though, so. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix, this was his like, first movie back, and then he started working with amazing directors, like Spike Jones right after that, and just awesome movies, and this movie, he, I mean, in The Master, he gave it his all, and it was just really, I said it on one of the, I think our last episode, that I really wish that that would have been someone that he could have, you know, if uh, filled in past, that that would have been someone he would have collaborated with again. Sure. This is also, I mean, this movie was directed by, you know, PSH's biggest, you know, colla- director collaborator, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, Woo. and it was the and it was the last collaboration. So it was just I don't know, per- a perfect storm, and that's also why I voted. But then that's why it's one of my favorite films. He just he just is awesome in that film. I mean, the film is very polarizing. We've seen, but that's I'm curious to see what wins this category because because again, it is a polarizing film. But yeah. here are the nominees. Oh, who'd you choose? Did oh, you I say? chose Joaquin. I told oh, okay, sorry. We, we, well, no, don't open yet. I, I gotta say the nominees. Oh, okay. Don't spoil it. And I want you to do the voice of each nominee that I say. No. Yeah, you're good at this. We've done it before. Oh, am I? Okay. We'll start with an easy one. Good. The the voice of the actor, not the voice of the character, because I don't want to insult me. Oh. All right. So, Al Pacino, Scent of a Woman. Well, I have to kind of do it. Well, it's older. Al Al Pacino. Yeah, you're nay. Yeah, you're nay. We don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just getting started. That's Scent of a Woman. The, ch- the bread, Charlie. Charlie, the bread. You shouldn't have started me, Brian. I'm sorry. <laughs> we want to get you going. You got to try the bread, Charlie. It's the best. Robert De Niro from Flawless. You know, Robert. Uh, we can't get into it. <laughs> but <laughs> this is fun for me. The ham Brian. on the spot, right, Mike? Am I the ham? And the ham? <laughs> <laughs> but the ham doesn't do good in front of a big crowd of people. Paul Newman, nobody's fool. I don't do a Paul Newman. <laughs> you do a great Paul Newman. You did it before in, in the green room. So. I'll eat. How many eggs does he eat later? And I don't know. <laughs> cool hand, Luke. One of my dad's favorite movies. There you go. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible 3. Yeah! Oh, that's my Tom Cruise. <laughs> Why did you say it was I won't have actors? you do Joaquin Phoenix and the Master. Well, he talked really outside of his mouth. He, he, this guy, this is why I also voted. He 
went to like a dentist, an orthodontist or something, and had them like close the one side of his jaw so he could speak a certain way. That is, he is a method actor, that man. Cool. <laughs> Brad Pitt and Moneyball. Brad Pitt, mom's favorite. Your mom really likes Brad Pitt? She loves Brad Pitt. Ever since Thelma and Louise. Handsome, <laughs> handsome Take it easy, man. Oh, Legends of the Fall. He is beautiful in that film. He's beautiful yeah. like overall, but he's a beautiful man. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> and a, another gorgeous man, Ryan Gosling in Eyes oh, of Mars. Oh, Daddy Goss. I love You're Daddy. a big Gosling guy. You, love Gosling. You, you've called yourself a Gosling nickname. I said I call myself the chubby Ryan Gosling. Chubby bearded lumberjack Do we agree Ryan with Gosling. that? Yeah, your nay audience? Nay. We're getting a lot of mess today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's fine. I dish out ass plenty, so... <laughs> so Kyle, who won? Who won? Oh, who won? I'm sorry, I'm so caught up. Everyone's fixated on me. <laughs> Chubby Gosling. That's my new hashtag. Gosling. <laughs> I love how you wrote this in red, and it's your font, so it's like, and then under red lights and stuff. Anyway, hey, Joaquin Phoenix, the master. So I was right again, but we were both right. This we were time. both right. So three and one. Or three, three or just still two and oh. I don't know. We, how we, how we, we don't keep score. Two. We're on yeah, the we same team. Team Hoffman. And let's do one more and then we're going to play this uh, clip. So, uh, best freak out. So, oh, this is a cool category. Yeah, this was, well, it was fun. I mean, just coming up with these categories. I mean, we were inspired by the Cage Club. They did uh, awards for Nicolas Cage and we just kind of went with the same theme, but picking out specifically things for Philip Seymour Hoffman, I mean, you're, you're going to hear plenty more and there's, um, you know, we'll be fast. So, but, I mean, he was awesome at a lot of things, obviously, but he was really great at freaking out. Yeah. Like, just like, you know, whether sad, angry, happy. Who did, what did you vote for for Best Freak Out? Best, best Freak Out, I uh, voted for Punch Drunk Love. So I, I voted for Charlie Wilson's War, and here's why. First of all, great chemistry with John Slattery there. Yeah, Charlie Wilson's War. Michael Manzi was on that episode. Yeah, he was. And that, like, glass is broken there. Yeah. <laughs> That's always you're good with podcast the magic, too. You're, you're good with the banter, Kyle. I love yeah. it. <laughs> I always say yeah, and then I'll edit out the space in between. No, i got to read the nominees. Okay. Yeah, Remember I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm, ready. I'm, okay, I'm just throwing I'm <laughs> a married couple. It's become that way. I mean, now we've done an episode for how many weeks? Taking your place. Give me that ring, girl. <laughs> how many weeks have we done a, an episode straight for? What week number is this? <sighs> I don't know, 65? Over a year, yeah. once a week. It was a big commitment. And, you know, pretty awesome doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's mother said, see, you can commit. And it's been it's been a theory. Can you? Can you? We don't know. So, <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that, Kyle? Let me just. Is there like a bed for me to lay down on? Lie down on? Sorry, sorry. Lie down on. That, see, I've always said to Kyle, my dream <laughs> podcast would not be about Philip Seymour Hoffman, not be about anything like film related, even. Nope. Just just Kyle on a couch and me asking him questions. <laughs> you want to play that? One question. Go ahead. Any question? No, I would never. I would never do <laughs> that. That you think to you is here. appropriate. I would never do that to you here. I mean, I don't know. How are you feeling? How's it going? Pretty, feeling pretty good. <laughs> well, let's ask the mom question. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about commitment overall? You committed to me. Yeah. Well, I feel know. like you're really good at committing to like fun stuff. Fun stuff <laughs> and like <laughs> friends. Fun, fun, yeah, yeah. Because because everyone here knows, especially Mike. Go ahead. What do I have? 
There we go. Kyle is the king of FOMO, for those of you who don't <sighs> know. That's the fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. What What about you is makes you afraid of missing out? Because, uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Are we going to get into this? I mean, I life is short and there's so many awesome things and I see what other people have <laughs> and people have different things and I want it all and I'm greedy. But, I don't know. But you live a good life. You I do live a good life. Anyone. Yeah. I remember one time, I, I, I don't know, we all hang out with our friends or whatever. Uh -huh. and you were away in some Budapest or some exotic place. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, I kind of feel like I missed out on that. Yeah, because you guys went out to Long Island game. without me when I was away. <laughs> you, were, you were in Europe. You were touring Europe for two months. I was, I was in Croatia, and you guys went to Long Island without me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you realize how crazy that sounds? That does... Yeah, exactly. The oysters were good. I missed out. I finally got to go to the place, and I get to shuck my own oysters. You were cruising in Croatia. <sighs> but I wasn't... You, I remember you messed with like, hey, so you guys went out to Long Island? Yeah, it yeah. looked like a fun time. You guys posted pictures. I, I, never, I never post pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you post more pictures of your food than anyone I know. <sighs> we'll discuss talk, Kyle's hashtag talk, talk, later. Talk, talk, talk to me, babe. <laughs> oh so, you ready to do this? Best freak out? Yeah, what, and what was yours? And scene. The best freak out I've seen on stage. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> So anyway, no, no, no. Said I, it couldn't I be had done. Had Charlie Wilson's work. <laughs> no, best freak out, the master. I didn't bring my inhaler, mom. Did you bring my inhaler? <laughs> what What is the freak out in the master? It's when he's in that when he's in that room. Uh, I'm sorry, what? The freak out in the master. Oh, just when he calls just, a guy. Uh, just to describe it to people. Well, <laughs> I mean, he ends up. I mean, what, what's? Oh, I feel really bad. What's the the? He was on Silicon Valley. Passed away. Christopher. Oh, Evan, I forgot. Christopher Evan Welch. There he's we go. Good, this guy. Woo! And uh, he's. You know, I mean, the master, kind of Scientology-based, whatever, guy's questioning the religion, and he eventually just gets to a point that he calls him a pig fuck. <laughs> so pig there you fuck. go. So we have Doubt, too, and that's that great scene with Meryl. Oh, yeah, that's with Meryl. Like, I mean, she's... she's like, I called your formal parish. Mm -hmm. These are all great freakouts. Punch Drunk Love, which you said. <laughs> Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. I feel like he's freaking out in that entire That film. was a really... That was a cool film. That's the uh, last film that uh, legendary director Sidney Lumet made. And him, Ethan Hawke. Uh, Good film if you haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Wilson's War, which I described. And Love, Liza. I mean, it's that, it's that freak-out scene. Well, there's a couple, but especially the one like... Love, Liza, great movie that he... Uh, his brother wrote. Yeah, Gordy, Gordy Hoffman. Hoffman. And Jack Goes Boating, which is the only film Philip Seymour Hoffman directed himself. Yeah. So let's see what the winner is, Kyle. For best freak-out, Punch Drunk Love. You beat me this time. You beat me this time. I did. All right, go fuck yourself. That shit has nothing to do with me. All right, I run a legitimate business here. Listen to me. What's your name, sir? Answer me. What's your name, asshole? I'm Barry Egan. How do I know? You can be anybody. You're a bad head. person. You have no right taking people's confidence in your service. You understand me, sir? You're sick. No, no, no. Shut up! Shut the fuck you have up! No right to take shut up! Will you shut up? Shut up! Shut! 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 Shut up! Shut up! Now, are you threatening me, Dick? Why don't you? You go fuck yourself! Oi! <clears throat> fuck! Did you just say go fuck myself? Yes, I did. That wasn't good! You're dead! All right.
So, so who liked that freak out? Chris Carroll, that was a really intense conversation you had with Phil Zimmer Hoffman. If anyone hasn't met Chris, he's a lot like, uh, he's a soft-spoken Adam Sandler. In that. Big Adam Sandler fan. <laughs> and when we talked about this at nauseum on that episode, which was great, had uh, Colin Bressler. Yeah, Colin uh, is a filmmaker, a director yeah, of photography. And it's weird. Occasionally we got these, what, every 10 years or so, Adam Sandler in a serious film? Yeah. He can do it. He just chooses not to. He's coming back again with you. He had the one on Netflix, and now. But he's then he's like, then he does. Then like, he does like five on Netflix. So yeah, five on Netflix. We're like, oh, oh, I teach people at the zoo, or you know. He he's a I'm man. He likes. Home. I, you know what? And that's why I still like Adam Sandler because he knows how to take a good vacation. He uses the film as an excuse to take yeah, a vacation. Yeah, every film it's like, oh, let's go to Africa and shoot this. Let's go to the Caribbean and shoot this. But yeah, but Phil Zimmer often steals from that scene. Yes. How about we uh, move on and we do most obscure role. Most obscure roles, so you probably don't know any of these roles by definition. <laughs> the funny thing about most obscure role is that a lot of them were at the beginning, and a lot of them were at the end. Yeah, you know, definitely. Yeah, it was the really middle. He was doing like just like known kind of stuff, but at the beginning, it was he's coming up in the business. He's trying to get like, you know, he's just taking roles probably for the money. He's doing a good job at it. Mm -hmm. And towards the end, it was cameos. So this category is full of stuff that's like either a cameo or just. He's like a, new a really guy. tough yeah, film. To what did you pick for most obscure role? I picked uh, his character in Schuler. He was like a farm boy. Schuler, yes, I did as well. It was this was it, well just brief history, uh, obscure Polish film, Polish director, all Polish actors except for him, and then the only version we could find was a dub version. But they're all speaking, so you're listening to them as actors speaking. The the, the movie shot in English, but the yeah. only version available to us was on. Illegal, sorry. Polish film website where we had to one listen to them speak in English and then listen to like a Schule dub like in One Polish. male voice reading it the whole time. So, that was so it was very confusing. We tried to put the plot together as best as possible. Cla I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I actually asked, because you were recently in New Orleans and we couldn't talk. It was sad. We could have talked. I'm always there for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I reached out to his sister, Emily, but like, do you know anything about this Polish film? Because nobody does. And she only knows that he went to Poland <laughs> and he came back and he shot a film. So even his sister hasn't seen this film. So, That's yeah. why we're very proud of it. So ourselves. it's an obscure film in like just the largest sense of obscurity, I guess. That not even his family knew much about him. <laughs> <laughs> in That's that moment. Cool. Yeah. So the nominees for most obscure role were Clutch from Triple Bogey and a Par 5 Hole, which was his first film. Again, you can see it on YouTube. One little scene there. Martin in Schuler. Oh, okay. He had a name. <laughs> Buck and the Yearling. And the Yearling is a film we liked. It's a remake of the, the classic Disney film. It was like a TV film. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, he was very good in that. But Buck and the Yearling. Cochran and Money for Nothing, which Michael Manzi, you were a guest on. Mike Manzi was a, a guest on many of the episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and Officer Raymar from Nobody's Fool, where he, he had a famous intro. I think got punched in the face by Paul Newman in that one. That's pretty awesome. I would love. I would have loved to have been punched in the face by Paul Newman, and then had a lovely salad with his dressing. <laughs> <laughs> so we picked kind of like earlier ones because, despite him being like in kind of weird, obscure roles later mm -hmm. in his career, we all knew the movies. This is movies that these are movies that like nobody really mm -hmm. know or seen. So great category to vote on, right? Yes, and so the winner is Officer Raymore. Nobody's fool. Very popular film in the obscure category. Just, just to be clear, we, you know, we had a little online voting thing. That's where it all came from. So it's not just us. Yeah. That's why we say our own picks if you didn't 
Got that already. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I mean, hey, he got punched by Paul Newman, so that's. Uh, I mean, that shouldn't be a that shouldn't be an obscure thing. Everyone should know about that. The punch heard around the world, but <laughs> by nobody. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing up here. Next category. Next, <laughs> next category. Um, ooh, hey, we're going to get to play a clip again. So, uh, favorite supporting performance. We definitely want to uh, play a clip for favorite supporting performance because he was so good yes. in the lead role, yeah. but also just like kick-ass when he was you know, a supporting role. What would you pick for this one, Kyle? I picked Scotty J. Scotty J from Boogie Nights? From Boogie Nights, yes. What drew you to the Scotty J character? Scotty J, I think, is... Quite possibly the most like vulnerable character that he played, and I just the whole like him and the way he's interacting with Dirk and the Dirk how Diggler. He, yeah, and how uh, yeah Dirk Diggler and one of the most I don't know empathetic characters and yeah when he cries in that car you really feel it yes like how about what, what did you pick I actually did not pick Scotty J oh. Ooh, controversial. I picked Lester Bangs in Almost Famous. Yeah, yeah Michael Rivera. Big, <laughs> big, big fan <laughs> of Not that. nominated for anything, of course, but like, uh, he's like the life blood of that movie. Who won? Or, or read the nominations? Yeah, yeah. Oh, threw me off. tables have turned. Tables have turned. <laughs> so, Scotty J, nominated for Boogie Nights. That's yes. who you picked. Yes. Lester Bangs for Almost Famous. My pick. Your pick. Owen Davian for Mission Impossible 3. Reverend Vesey for Cold Mountain. Gust for Charlie Wilson's War. And Paul Zara for Ides of March. I love Ides of March. You know that. Yes. And so the winner is almost famous, Lester Bangs. Brian is back on top. Oh, he was so was Back with the people. Thank <laughs> you. I'm a man of the people. You are a man. Yeah. So you said you had a clip for this? No, the clip is for uh, this. Yes, you're right. <laughs> oh, man. You made friends with him. See, friendship is the booze they feed you. Because they want you to get drunk and feeling like you belong. Well, it was fun. Because they make you feel cool. And hey, I met you. You are not cool. I know. Even when I thought I was, I knew I wasn't. Right, because we are uncool. Now, while women will always be a problem for guys like us, most of the great art in the world is about that very problem. Good-looking people, they got no spine. Their art never lasts. Then they get the girls, but we're smarter. Yeah, I can really see that now. Because yeah, great art is about you know, guilt and longing and, you know, love disguises sex and sex disguises love. Hey, let's face it. Yeah, you got a big head start. I'm glad you were home. I'm always home. I'm uncool. Me too. You're doing great. You know, the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. Is that my advice to you? And I know you think these guys are your friends. If you want to be a true friend to them, be honest and unmerciful. Kyle, I I feel I like mean, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you, he I was going to say I feel like you could consider me a true friend because I am honest and unmerciful. 
this. I mean, very, that's true. that to me, Lester Bangs. I, I, every time I see that, I almost get like tears in my eyes because he's just like. That's just a great music movie coming of age story. And I've defined, I've defined like you know, life from being uncool. And then everyone got into Elton John again because a tiny dancer in that movie. So <laughs> <laughs> very cool. Uh, and uncool, and that's how you know we always end our episodes by reminding people to stay uncool. So uh, that's you know that's what it derives from. So. What do we got next? We've got favorite Hoffman collaborator, and so we we originally sought out to do like uh, kind of like the Oscars favorite Hoffman collaborator with like a male and a female. Yeah. But really, his work with women was just so much more extensive in terms extensive of multiple films, and even in some ways, I mean, definitely like superior. Just I mean, there there's just. Well, so you're going to hear the nominations. You this was a why. tough category, I'll tell yeah. you what. Um, who'd you pick? I picked Catherine Keener. <laughs> Did you even remember? Yeah. You picked I Catherine just, I'm Keener? Just making, I'm just making, there's so many, what? You picked Catherine Keener? Wow. Yeah. That's surprising. Yeah. I love her. She's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and she's in a couple films with him. Yes. She's in, I mean, from Capote and Synecdoche, New York, landed it. Thank you. Joey Kyle. knows that I always have a hard time with that. Always has problems. Say it again. I didn't hear you. Say it again. Synec de Key, New York. It's Found, I it's, I figured I out the cadence. I think it's after one word. 64, one 65 weeks. Yeah, I mean, so, so many films. I picked, well, there was a, this was a tough category, but we had Amy Adams in it. Yes. So I was originally going to pick Amy Adams. Catherine Keener. She was my pick as well. And I, I was surprised that we had the same pick. Because she does so well with him. Like even a Capote, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd love to do a podcast just on her. She's amazing. Um, but someone who did the most films with him was Julianne Moore. So she's our first nominee. Ah, yes. Julianne Moore, Boogie Nights, Big Lebowski, Magnolia, and all three Hunger Games that he was in. No. Kathleen Keener, we mentioned New York. No, Ugh. the two last... Co- huh? For Hunger Games. All the ones. Oh, you're right. She yeah, doesn't catch fire part. with him. It's okay. This is why he's my partner. <laughs> um, Catherine Keener Capote. SNY, as I said. <laughs> and A Late Quartet, a movie that we both thought was awesome and we were very surprised about. Yeah. That's a big recommendation. Late and she's Quart- awesome in it with him. Yeah, they play uh, husband awesome and wife. Overall. You got Christopher Walken in that. <laughs> yeah. Kyle Accent Hour. <laughs> Amy Adams was in The Master. Charlie Wilson's War in Doubt. Amy Ryan did a lot of work with him, and she was really good. And uh, Capote, Devil Knows Your, Before the Devil Knows Your Dead, and Jacko's Boating, and Jennifer Lawrence in, again, his Hunger Games film. Yes. And for this category, we'd like to have Kara come on stage. To announce the winner, please. Yeah, to announce the winner and talk with us for a minute, mi- for a minute so- or two, sorry. Somebody spare us. Whichever one you'd like. It would be kind of weird if you took mine, but you could. I can't believe somebody laid down on stage already, and it wasn't me. <laughs> Okay. Did you say who? Like the you said the nomination. Okay. You said the nominee. I promise. Glad I was you were here. <laughs> Let's see. And the winner is Julianne Moore. For the Hunger Games. Yeah. Wow, Julianne Moore won. I understand why you made me do this. Yeah, that's why you no. picked. So there we there go. You go. Am I done? No, no, no. Okay. No, so so you did the Hunger Games, Catching Fire with us. Yes. Thank you for that. That was one of the most fun episodes. You have to agree, Kyle, right? Oh wait, we're all, we're sharing mics. Def- definitely. 
So yeah, we did we did Catching Fire, which we were so blind in that series. Like I had not seen a f- single film in that series, and I really Catching Fire ended up being my favorite of the entire series. I really got into Hunger Games after that, as weird as that sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was a little disappointed with the ending, but you know. You love your young adult novel. I love my YA yeah, stuff. Your yeah, your YA stuff. <laughs> um, but, Kara, again, thanks for coming here and coming on. Thank you for having me. So, we've asked you this on our podcast before, but I guess for those who weren't listening, um, where did you first, you know, what's, what's your biggest Philip Seymour Hoffman memory or moment or anything, really? I think I first noticed him as like a somebody who I appreciated their work uh, with Almost Famous. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, guys. And then some other movies that I can't remember at the moment. <laughs> Hunger Games. Hunger Games. He was in <laughs> the Hunger fire. Games. Uh, he was in Punch Drunk Love. So those are some yeah. that I like. Yeah. What... I mean, so we had you on for, well, Patch Adams. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. That was not yeah. great. So there was plenty of films that we had seen before, like years ago, that we thought were, like, not terrible, and then we watched <laughs> again that were awful. Patch Adams was one of them. Yeah, it was a rough movie to watch, but... <laughs> you big, Pat, big Patch Adams fan back there? Yeah, just not a good film, unfortunately. Watch it again, and you'll see. It's and a tough it, film also to watch because of Robin Williams and Phil It Trump. sucks, because you want Robin Williams and Seymour Hoffman to be in the same film and be great, but yeah. it just was not didn't a good happen. film. Didn't no, a- it did doesn't not. age well. And yeah. But, uh, I mean, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, would you... I, mean, I loved it. Yeah? I really liked the franchise. I haven't read the books, no. but uh, I think the movies were great. And, I mean, ju- and then since she wanted Julianne Moore, what did you think about her in the series? Love her in everything she does. She's great. Huge this, fan. This was an awesome category. I can't say that enough. Like, everyone in this category mm-hmm. was pretty cool. You're also a host on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Yes. Wistful Thinking, one of my favorites. She just did a Hook episode. I know. I need to listen you, to the Hook episode. A, I love I Hook. Hear, yeah, Speaking of Robin Williams. Yeah. Oh. Speaking yeah. of Robin Williams, yeah. You're a big Hook guy, Kyle. Yes. And Rufia. Well, Hook, yeah. Hook movie. I mean, come on. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman as Hook is amazing. Is he yes. your favorite Hoffman? Dustin Hoffman? No. Philip's your Hoffman. We said this early on. What's your, yeah, Rufio's your favorite character in Hook? No, I, I would probably, I mean, I don't know. That's so well, different. good news, he might be making a Rufio spinoff. Oh, I saw there was something. Is that real? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jordan looked it up. <laughs> Anything new and exciting down the road for Whistle Thinking? Uh, no, we haven't really booked any guests <laughs> to come. Uh, but, you know, more fun, fun stuff cool. eventually at some point. Uh, we're actually we are gonna record a first birthday episode, like oh, Yeah, so we've been doing it for a year. Jordan and I are born one year and one day apart. Wow, oh. mm-hmm. soul sisters. Soul sisters. Yeah. <laughs> well, great. That's cool. So what's gonna happen on that episode? We're gonna have a slumber party. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, why did we never have a slumber party? That's a good question. I mean, Brian. it's not a real slumber party because she lives in Vermont and I don't, but. Like a Internet slumber parties are awesome. I'll probably, pl- <laughs> yeah. I'll probably plug one of myself later. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kara, thank you very much. For Thanks for having me. A little warning would have been helpful. Yeah, no, yeah. So, so people, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know. That's just how we rolled here. I Kyle laid on the ground before. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate it. Next, we've got best uh, catchphrase. Oh, I love this category. And Manzi, you'll be coming up for this. Sorry. How do you right. know? Well, just we know he's coming. He's up. our presenter. Yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. wait. I can't wait. But for uh, best catchphrase, I've got "Let it rain" from Along Came Polly. 
What, <clears throat> did, what did you like so much about that cat, catchphrase and just in general that character, I guess? That basketball scene is just a really fun scene. I mean, it's a, There's you, a couple of them. <laughs> oh, you're being jeered. Yeah. Defend it. Uh, no. No. No, I don't have to defend it. That makes for a great podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just... He plays such a great, like, best friend in that movie. You can say that it's a generic rom-com and it, you know, has plenty of shaky parts to it, but as far as him in that movie and the role of Sandy Lyle, I mean, it's, I, I really... I wish there could have been, like, an HBO show about the character Sandy Lyle and him making that fake uh, documentary about himself. It's you awesome. finally got your stage. It's your time. To defend the long camp. Well, we also have, you know, like an end time. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> a lot about long camp Polly. So I picked the uncool line that we just saw mm-hmm. from Almost Famous because again, it gets me at the core. I love it. So you want to hear the nominees? Yes. <laughs> Rock and Roll from <laughs> Joey Breaker, a film nobody saw. <laughs> I'm uncool from Almost Famous. That was my pick. Let It Rain from Along Came Polly. The Suck Zone from Twister. Ooh. <laughs> Old Timer from Heart Eight. Tommy, how's the peepin' from the talented Mr. Ripley? Mm. <laughs> shut, 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 shut up from Punch Truck Love, which we saw a clip of earlier. Yes. We are not part of the animal kingdom from the master. Michael Manzi, may you uh, please come on stage and read the winner? So Michael Manzi, one of the co-creators of the Cage Club, <laughs> a mentor of ours, a, a dear friend. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. I'll move this forward. You're the thank first you. person to congratulate us, so thank you. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> uh, okay, and the winner is Tommy. How's the peeping? Woo! From the talented Mr. Ripley. And so it's, uh, it, you know. We, we thought that might win, so that's why we wanted to bring you up. I voted for that like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> I told because, you. Because, yeah, we kind of hypothesized that that was you. It's my favorite Seymour Hoffman Philip line. <laughs> I think the order that might have been mixed. In, in every movie. <laughs> so Michael Manzi, again, one of the co-founders of the Cage Club Podcast Network. That's yeah. cageclub.net. You guys are fired, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sure we are. It's Boy. official. Repping the shirt, Nicolas Cage. I even got Nicolas Cage on the back of my laptop from uh, yeah. Bad, Bad Lieutenant. So He's the man who started it all. Yeah. You know, If it wasn't for us, it wouldn't be for you. Nicolas Coppola. Nikki Coppola. Nikki Coppola. What uh? So what are you up to these days? <laughs> Podcasting wise. Recording, recording tons of podcasts. Like. Uh, third time's a charm. That's my show where we watch, uh, where I watch it's your the solo third debut movie in a franchise. Solo debut podcast, right? Yeah, and we overanalyze part threes. So that's a lot of fun. You guys are on the next episode. Which yeah. Is, oh my which god. Is a lot of fun. We so had so much fun. Rocky three. Th- this Rocky show might three. be done, but they'll be appearing elsewhere. Yes. Something annoying about Rocky Three that really upsets me. My fiance is in the that audience. That it's tonight. too short. That it ended. No, no, exactly. Oh. She refuses to see Rocky Three with me. Oh, wow. wow. That's why it took so long. Any Rockies? Whoa. You got to watch Creed at least. I say what Rocky One, Four, and Creed is about <laughs> all you need. What? what? Rocky Three. Rocky Three. You just well, said One, Four. And it's great, but you don't need it. I mean, no, you need as it. As far as need, like a woman. I endorse Mr. it wholeheartedly. It's, it's on my show. It's the next. It's the episode you're on. And we, I love along, that movie, along with fellow fellow co-founder Joey Lundowski, all sat through a Rocky marathon at Alamo, Dra- Alamo Draft House. That was yeah. fun. Oh God, I did horrible that trivia. I'm sorry. I don't know. If, <laughs> I mean, it was fun for a while. <laughs> <laughs> where where, where did you hit the wall on the Rocky marathon? Uh, Rocky Five. 
<laughs> and then Rocky Six, I lost it like officially for a while. And then Creed, Creed brought just brought it all back. How many hours were we there? It was like 15 hours, I think. It was too long. It's funny because between every movie, too like everyone runs to the bathroom. And, but Rocky Five, people would just consistently go into the bath to the bathroom. Yeah, that was the fever dream, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what other podcasts? I mean, we know you're a host of Cage Club. Any more so Cage movies coming out? There have been. What month are we in? January, February, March. We're in April. Yes. There's been three m- new Cage movies this year. So wow. he's, he's almost one a month. And another eight to come. I know. We know he's in eleven movies sure, in 2018. Well, we know for sure we're getting that man this. owes his taxes. Mandy <laughs> is going to Cannes. It just got. I heard that it's going wow, to Cannes, okay. and wow. then it's getting a theatrical. And I know for sure this movie Two Eleven. I never heard of it, but he's got sunglasses on on the poster, and <laughs> he broke his ankle filming it. So I read something. Maybe you guys posted it where he's thinking of retiring in a certain year. Well, I'm not sure he's going to... He might retire from acting, but he'll be producing and directing. So, uh, you know, whatever. That's good. As long as he's still making stuff, I don't care how he does it. You know, I'll go see movies he directs, movies he produces. That's fair. I mean, he is the... the he's like the Jesus of our podcast network. He's basically like just Jesus in general. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, um, any other things down the line or... Well, I was going to bring the... Because on my show, I read the novelizations of the movies I watch. So not only is it a movie about the third movie in a franchise, but I'm reading the novelization of that on the show, like just finding interesting things. So I actually went and got the book to talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. Because I wanted wanted to read the moment where he does the titular... In my case, it should have been called... How's the peepin? Yeah. Not Mr. Ripley. So I mean, the main line from the film, I wanted to come in and like read it in its literary form, uh, but I couldn't. It's not in the book. Couldn't find it. Well, we have this clip for you here today, so. We'll <laughs> I know, <laughs> and it's not in the previous adaptation of the novel either. I think it was included for the movie. So. And, and he and it. You yeah. want to hear it? Yeah, let's hear it. All yeah, right. right. All right. Tommy, how's the peeping? Tommy. How's the peeping? Tommy, 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 Tommy. Michael Manzi. Is that your favorite Hoffman moment? I think I think it might my favorite Hoffman performance is the master, but that might be the moment. Yeah. I think so. Encapsulates his entire career for me. Good to know. How's the peeping? (laughs) How's the peeping? Yeah, one more time. How's the peeping? There we go. Well, thank you, Michael Manzi. Michael Manzi. Thank you. Thank showing you up and for your leadership, your friendship, your welcome. Help. You're fired. <laughs> Please, <laughs> like our president. Well, that's fun. Halfway, I'm sure the people will uh, enjoy that. Woo. Who's having fun? Nobody. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Pity party. Party of two. <laughs> uh, let's move it along to most wasted performance. So that uh, we were kind of, um, I, the wording on that was pretty bad. It's not like most drunken performance. It's yeah. it's most underutilized. Underutilized, we should have said. <laughs> and I say that because I, I, I don't know. There's one here that might people might have voted for, and if it won, I might think that people thought it was most strong performance. Well, I, I put Jim the bartender. Who did you put? And that and that's from uh, the invention of lying. The invention of lying. Why did you pick Jim the bartender, Kyle? because uh, I think he could have had really good chemistry with, uh, I mean, Louis C.K. and uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais and I don't know the comedic. You, Rick, you consider yourself a Ricky Gervais fan? Uh, no, I'm not a big Ricky Gervais guy. He's a vegan. I don't understand. Vegans. I think, Sorry, vegans. 
<laughs> I think that in that film, at least, that's one of his cameos. As we discussed, he did start to do a couple cameos. And he just like hardly says anything, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's a movie with a lot of funny people, and we think that his character certainly couldn't have been expanded. Well, who'd you vote for? I voted for the, whatever his character's name is in A Man Loves a Woman. Oh, I don't, we never even get a name, but that's Andy Garcia, Meg Ryan. Yeah, I'm a big Andy Vir Garcia fan. Just to plug, Third Titans Charm again. I'm on the Godfather 3 episode. Oh. I'm a big wow. Andy Garcia fan. And he wasn't, he just, he, he what, had two scenes? It, yeah, two scenes. and Which just is, really, it's not a bad film. Really brief dialogue, but I mean, you know. It's, no, it's not, it's, I mean, it's a little over, it's a bit soap opera A little over dramatic. You're a Meg Ryan fan. Meg Ryan in her prime was very good to you. Yes. <laughs> very good to me? What does that mean? Like you enjoyed her films. Oh, okay, sure. I mean, I don't think, well, I don't know what she's been in lately. No, I don't know. Either. You want to hear the nominees? Yes, please. Henry from Strangers with Candy. That was a film adaptation of, of the, the comedy TV Central, show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where he just cameos in it. Jim the Bartender, The Invention of Lying. Gary was his name, When a Man Loves a Woman. Mm -hmm. And Chris from My New Gun. Jim the bartender, the invention of lying. You're with the people now. Yes. Why do you think Jim Because, well, bartenders are, you know. Well, that's why I was afraid that it might, people might have thought most wasted. Oh, uh, well, bartenders shouldn't be drinking at the... That's we'll true, ask. but sometimes they do. What's next, Kyle? Favorite Hoffman voice. Ooh, I like this one. And for this, uh, John, you'll be coming up. I picked Rusty from Flawless. A great what? movie, fun episode. Very fun episode. Yeah, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays a drag queen and teaches Robert De Niro how to speak again after he has a stroke uh, through the power of singing. So one of the earliest fun like, for the whole family. One of the earliest great Hoffman performances, you know. Yeah. That like he was one of his earlier like leading. I mean, co you know, co-stars with Robert De Niro, but since he's talking more than Robert De Niro, you know, he's no, it's true. I mean, he he does awesome in that film. Early role for him. Mm -hmm. So mine was Capote. Pretty obvious choice, but I mean, from what we hear of his voice usually and what that voice becomes, it's pretty awesome. So we have Gunther Bachmann in Gunther The Most Wanted Man. Where a he does, a late a film of his, and he does a good German. Good German accent, yes. Max from Marion Max, his only animated role, so voice there. There we go. Rusty and Flawless, your pick, Kyle. Mm -hmm. Truman Capote and Capote. And uh, Dan Mahoney. Dan Mahoney. Dan Mahoney and Oni Tim Mahoney. Hortons. I said Jim on the podcast. <laughs> I meant Tim Hortons. Yes, a Canadian voice. And one of your favorites, too, Lancaster Dodd in The Master. What, what's the Dodd voice? It's very, like, enunciating, pronunciating, all that. I don't know. All that jazz. Very, yeah. So we're going to welcome up a friend of the program, John Harden. John Harden. Actor, sometimes guest, <laughs> sometimes friend. Personally, <laughs> sometimes tomorrow br brunch, uh, but always brunch the program. Jonathan Harding. Oh, I'm kidding. Thanks, baby. John yeah. Harding John with an Harding. H. Hey, great to be here. Great to be here. He's a professional, people. So uh, judge this moment. So the envelope works. So you open it, and then okay. And the hoffy goes to. There we go. I'm happy someone did that. There was yeah, it's Truman Capote. Woo! Truman Capote. He won Best Thank Actor you. for the role. That was his first Oscar. And only, well, first Oscar nomination. Great performance, one. definitely. Yeah. One of my favorites. Yes, certainly. and you were on the episode for Capote. So I was, come to think of it, I was. Yeah. Just, you know, fell together that way that you're on stage for it. Yeah, I, I just want to say, too, that you're, you're not doing a great job of setting the stage no? for the audience who's not present today. I mean, first of all, there's two, three hundred people. <laughs> yes. 
out in the audience all wearing a lot of merch and having a great time. Uh, we have white string lights on the wall, which combined with the red glow makes it feel sort of like a Christmas-themed bordello. Um, <laughs> this is why we wanted this man for best voice. You got to host your own podcast. He, 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 uh, he just paints a picture like no other. There's an really old-time kind of radio voice, like a ball game, like a red barber, right? <laughs> and we'd like to give our thanks to Harry's Razors. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. All right, but Capote, him t- taking on the role of Capote. Yeah, I, I think I commented at the time that uh, normally when people make that kind of an aggressive vocal choice that it's a real question of whether or not an hour in you're going to still want to listen to it. And I was really surprised because after about five minutes I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to put up with this. But... Mm-hmm. I thought it held up. I thought I kind of lost track of it and started to focus more on the performance. And I thought that was a real credit to him. He brings that humanity all the time. I think even in the clip we just saw, he finds an original line reading and a way of putting things that is very grounded, but also slightly different from what you might expect on the page. I mean, he ended up winning, again, Best Actor. That was a great class of uh, nominees. And... Yeah, who, That's, who else was in there again? Was, I, I mean, Joaquin forgot. Phoenix was in there for uh, Walk the Line. David, I always forget how to pronounce his last name, uh, for Good Night and Arquette. Good Luck. No, no. Who? <laughs> David Arquette? <laughs> I didn't know what David Arquette <laughs> was. Uh, lead, the missed lead, the, the Oscar the, by the, inches. The, the lead actor from Good Night and uh, Good Luck. Uh, Died. Just, I mean, so many others. But that, this was just a role that I think he combined between, I mean, his voice his physicality, I mean, he lost a lot of, I mean, he's a big fella. Yeah. I think a similar size to me. He was a, I don't know, whatever. You're a little slimmer. Thank you. Yeah, you uh, you're more the Ryan Gosling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's really the better comp. It is. Um, but, and then on top of that, but like we saw even his looks, he just uses every physical like attribute from his eyes to his smile. And I mean, that's why. Tiny, tiny changes tiny that he trusts the camera to pick up. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, anything else you'd like to s- Yeah, what, what are you up to these days, yeah. John? Um, I am about to be shooting a short film called The Devil's Son uh, about a man who, for mysterious reasons, sells his soul to the devil. Yeah. Um, the devil shows up an hour early um, because of daylight savings, and we, <laughs> we end up hanging out. <laughs> Is this All like right. a dramedy, a comedy? Uh, it's definitely Dark on the com- comedy side, but okay. you know, I think it also makes you think. That sounds about like a fun project. Selling your soul, you know, real important. I was kind of talking about that on my way. <laughs> you were. We often discuss what you would do to sell your soul. Mm-hmm. I have no follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'll be doing that, and then uh, I'm in uh, another Shakespeare production, as I am wont to do. I'm in a Midsummer Night's Dream out in Connecticut with Shakespeare on the Sound. Oh, oh you're doing Shakespeare busy. on the Sound again? I am. They were dumb enough to hire me back. The fools. <laughs> I'm lucky enough to be there again. I'm thrilled. Um, and I'll be one of the mechanicals. Wonderful. So John actually did a little bit of a Shakespeare for us as as Philip and Rothman was in something called a ten minute Hamlet, right? Uh, 15, fifteen minute, fifteen, 15 minute, minute Hamlet. Hamlet. I don't don't know shortchange Hamlet. Yeah. <laughs> um, Directed by Todd Luisa. Yeah, Todd Luisa. <laughs> who did love Liza. He needed at least fifteen minutes <laughs> to do <laughs> Hamlet correctly. So so you educated us on Hamlet, and we asked for a little bit of a summary um, uh, for the fifteen minute Hamlet. And yes. You went on for forty five minutes. So we, yes. <laughs> that sounds very much like me. It was awesome. We learned. And we released that as a special episode, so yeah, Shakespeare fanatics, yeah. Yeah. check I, it out. We know you're all in the room tonight. Yes, to th- this <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Well, thank you, John, for yes. coming up. And if there's any other shout-outs you want to give, or maybe birthday to mom or something. Or uh, my mother's birthday was April 3rd. Um, oh, you know, but yeah, absolutely. You know, a little late, but sure. What'd you uh, get her? I came home to visit. So you got it yourself? She gave that gift to you, John. <laughs> you said we weren't going to talk about this <laughs> on the air. I apologize. Um, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, John. Moving along, my uh, I I you know we have uh, you know very few nominations and everything like that. So I needed to put one more award into it, and this was for favorite uh, mustache. That was Kyle's. Choice. That's necessary, said, Kyle, people, right? You want to hear this category? You get to pick one category. Got the one. Yeah, favorite mustache. Favorite mustache. Who'd you yeah. pick? I picked Lester Banks from Almost Famous because I said that mustache is real rock and roll and a real fuck you kind of mustache. That it is a great mustache. Yeah. I picked Gust from Charlie Wilson's War. It's a good Greek mustache. <laughs> I don't know about the ethnic nature of it, but it's it's <laughs> it's good for the era, the time, you know. Yes. Very very rustly. The other nominees in that category were Cochrane from Money for Nothing. No one saw that film, I know. <laughs> uh, and Lancaster Dodd in The Master, and Dan Mahoney, and Owen Mahoney. The winner is. Gus, you're back on. You're the man. Of yeah, the I'm back. I'm back on a good streak right here. Woo! Let's hear it for mustaches. Yeah. Yeah. All right, maybe he'll come back in for this one, so we can start by saying uh, archetype. So that is, or archetype is that the yeah. proper? There we go. And I mean, just read off the nomination so we can explain. Well, explain well it. what did you pick? Oh, I, 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 I picked best buddy. So the best friend, best buddy, best role. What made you pick that category? What films really stuck out Because I'm a best buddy to everybody. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. FOMO. It's the FOMO, and I feel like his when he takes on that, it's all about the FOMO and enjoying life. So. Which well, which films did you feel like he was the a good best buddy in? Um, I mean, besides that, I I, I like him in the the boat that rocks, or also known as Pirate Radio. Pirate Radio. We had the yeah. invention of lying. I guess he was the bartender's yeah, best buddy. Yeah, bartender. Yeah. Some of our best buddies. Twenty fifth Hour. Mary and Max and all. Twister. Twister. Yeah. He, yeah. Dusty. I He's like a. Yeah. yeah. He kind of fits that niche, as they say. And how about you? I picked mentor role. The mentor. He yeah. played so many. Gr- we saw the mentor in clip in along. Almost famous. In almost famous. Yes. Yeah. Doubt, The Master, Hunger Games. I like him in the mentor role. The other categories, though, were Social Outcast, Broken Man, Villain, and Rich slash Popular slash Weasel. Yes. And so... That's, and that so was, that, I was debating that one, too. I like him in like, you know, like Rich Popular Weasel. winner of that category is Broken Man. That's just a happy go feel, you know. Broken man, he plays a great broken man. Broken man, wow. Okay, so that was definitely the audience. None, none of us won that one. That was Love Liza, The Savages, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. So that's yeah. I mean, he does play that broken man pretty well. Yes. You were playing it earlier when you were lying horizontal on the stage. <laughs> not not as good as you should. No, but uh, oh, is is Joey back? Joey, you keep okay. missing your categories that we even told you. Yeah, it's okay. You're going to come up uh, stage. We're going to read the nominations, and you can come up for best film moment. That's a pretty... There you go. Best film moment. And what did yes. you pick, Kyle? Uh, for best film moment, I picked Scotty J from Boogie Nights. Crying in that car. I picked the same thing. Well, because, like, go. how much did that hurt? <sighs> well, I mean, uh, again, the, I, think the, his, I think his most vulnerable performance, but uh, it's just... 
I mean, when he starts going into I'm a fucking idiot, that's just, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, you know, we both were aware of Hoffman at the time, but didn't quite know mm. him, you know? So it was, that's the first time, like, yeah, I saw him in Twister, but didn't, like, it didn't hurt, you know? Yeah. That movie was, was, uh, you're, you know, you're a big P.T. Anderson guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what did, what did that, when you saw, just a Scotty J character in general, because he's on the peripheral for most of the film. Well, he just comes in, and the first thing, uh, there's a woman ODing at this, like, se- you know, it takes place in the 70s, and she's uh, she just OD'd on some, I, I mean, I think they were doing coke, but it was something else, and he goes to hold open the door, and she's like, is she okay? And right away, he's told to fuck off, so. <laughs> I mean, you see, but you see throughout that film, again, like. Unrequited he's, love he's for Marky Mark. He's boom, yes. you know, he, just the way he's looking at him, it's just yeah. beautiful. The other nominees for that category, though, were the boardroom scene in Along Came Polly, mm-hmm. one of your nominees, Gust at the CIA, which was the, the you know, flip-out scene as well, the airplane scene in Mission Impossible 3, which is scary. Yes. Truman's Apology and Capote, Father Flynn and uh, Sister Beauvoir, which they weren't really saying in the film, but Meryl Streep and him, that, that scene. Uh, always Uncool from Almost Famous and The Fucking Idiot and the Boogie Nights. Well, if uh, both Joe and Joey would like to come onto stage, we'd love to have you up here to, to, read, to the read the best the film moment. Hi, guys. This is for me? That's for you. So I get to open it like Price Waterhouse? Best film moment. Yeah. Best film moment. Tough category. <laughs> Emma Stone. La La Land. <laughs> so you want to win? Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Vin Diesel. And the this winner is... Do you want to read it with me? Can we read it at the same time? Okay. If it's... I like when nominees do that. Fucking idiot! Boogie, Boogie Nights. Nights. That was beautiful. Scotty J. Boogie Nights. Woo! All right, so, I mean, Joey, we had you on. This is Joey Lewandowski. The godfather of the Cage Club Podcast Network. Yes. It's me. And so we've had... I mean, there's so many spoilers on the ground. Look at this. Don't read them. Don't, don't. You're ruining the illusion. Am I allowed to swear or not? We just said fucking idiot. It was in the award. Yay! Um, So, yeah, I mean, we've had you on for uh, a bunch of episodes. And we've heard Joe, you many times, Joe, number two. Yes. Thank you. But we've never met you in person, so thank hi. you. Nice hi, to nice to meet you. Yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah. No one knows Joe. Joe is sort of an enigma. Yeah, I hide. <laughs> uh, I mean, Scotty, we have, we, we've both seen Boogie Nights, and we both know the role of uh, Scotty J. Or? Sure. Yeah. Good choice, you guys think? Yeah. Did the Absolutely. audience pick well? Boogie Nights, yeah, dude. Boogie Nights is a classic movie. <laughs> 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 Any fucking idiot could pick fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, what, I mean, well, just, I, I mean, you've, you've seen it, you've been with us since the beginning and just with the podcast, but, I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman, what, I mean, as an actor, what was he, what was he to you? Uh, we'll start off with Joey. Ooh, what is he to me? Yeah. Um, I got it, I got it first. An uncle, Go a cousin. You got, you got first? Go. Yeah, he's the guy from The Hunger Games. <laughs> he was in those films. Yeah, he was in those, and I Plutarch. remember falling asleep to his soothing voice in the movie theater whenever I was watching The Hunger Games. Do you know which one? Uh, probably like the second or third Rachel made me go see in theaters. I didn't want to see it, but shout out Rachel. Shout out Rachel. Shout out um, Rachel. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it was good, and he's soothing, man. He calms me down, so that's why I like Philip Seymour Hoffman. There you go. That's a reason. As we said, beautiful voice, beautiful man. I like that in both of my movies that I did solo bolo with you guys, he was a supporting actor in 
still my favorite movie, maybe of his. Boy, but my boyfriend's back is whew, Italian yeah. chef kissing his fingers. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who haven't <laughs> seen ragazzi. my boyfriend's back, Kyle, what's your thoughts on that film? Uh, Early one. Yeah, it's an early one. I, I, I mean, I, I liked it. It definitely, I mean, it's a, def- a satire on romance and just like teen films, I feel like. But I mean, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays like a high school goon that ends up yeah. killing himself accidentally with an axe. So. He gets murdered. Badass. Yeah. It sounds like a movie I want to watch. <laughs> Check it's it out. great. We'll do a pit stop for it on a future lap. Okay. You should. I'm down. And uh, I mean, when it comes to the Cage Club, what would you guys like to... How does he accidentally to... axe himself to death? Can I ask you? Well, do you want you want to see the movie? You want a spoiler? Or <laughs> spoiler? He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna kill the one, like the main guy that's a zombie, and he like brings There's back zombies in this movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 So he brings back the axe to like go kill him, and then he, he hits himself in the head. Hits himself in the head. He dies. Wow. He dies yeah. like halfway through. Or in his back. Wow. Or in, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. But when it comes to Cage Club stuff, what's new and exciting? Today, as you're listening to this, as we're recording this, there is a new episode of Boyfriend Material, the big short out. So Boyfriend yeah. Material, and that has Ryan Gosling, who was a nominee but did not win. Yeah, we have not gotten to the Ides of March yet. We will sometime maybe this year or next year. We only do one a month of each of our podcasts because mm. we have a bunch. We got a bunch. Uh, we got that. We did a very special episode last week for Magic Mike's Step Up. As yes, it was it was a somber episode because Channing as you guys may or may not know, yeah. Jenna Dewan and Channing Tatum they broke up. They separated. They separated. separated. They lovingly separated. separated. Yeah. Do you think there's hope for them if it's a separation? No, I think they're done. Yeah, they, were, they weren't. <laughs> they weren't good about it. But Everly, I mean, Everly's gonna be loved by both of them. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it a good thing that Channing Tatum is back on the market? Well, yes. I mean, for guys like us, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the two gayest straight guys you'll ever meet. <laughs> And then we got uh, the Fast and Furious first of the month every month. Forever, Too Fast, Too Forever. 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 Next month is Furious 6 with the longest runway in cinematic history. <laughs> it's a very it's true. It stretches across here. Very long runway. You, you never answer my Facebook questions on... on I, I've asked we answered about, about Bandoleros. We answered about that oh, also. Did you? I didn't, I didn't oh. know Bandoleros also. existed. Really? Said it, yes. we, just as a spoiler for Joe, because I don't tell Joe about the emails that we no, get ahead of time. He doesn't. But... We got an email today as a follow-up to another email from a new fan. We got a new, new fan? fan. New fan on Too nice. Fast, Too Forever. Damn. He gave us a follow-up tidbit fact trivia little thing about Bandoleros. So. We have to watch it. May 1st. No, not. Well, it was about that, but we'll get that on a future lap. But May 1st, Furious 6, fan trivia about Bandoleros, the song, and maybe the short film. I don't know. Yeah. I say we can fucking watch it. Awesome. Okay. We'll <laughs> fucking watch it. Perfect. I think the only crossover between the Hoffman universe and the Furious universe is John Ortiz. Who's, who's that? He played, I'm really bad. Okay, I'm he really played, bad. No, that's fine. He was in, he was so in, he's the guy who was what? Yeah, the bad guy in... F- the well, I can't remember which one. Braga he plays? Braga. Oh! Yeah. yeah. And he was, he was actually a, a close personal friend, friend of Philip Seymour Yeah, Hoffman. he was in his theater company, Labyrinth, and then also... Whoa, yeah, okay. Yeah. So if you guys get that guy... Pass them over to us as well. Yeah. No, we'll do a special we, episode. We, yeah, we, we're doing a guest lap next week. You lap, should so. email facts or like that to family at cageclub.me. We will read it on air. We will read whatever you say on air. That's awesome. Read yeah. it all. You know, you know my, one of my favorite Fast and Furious characters is Suki. Suki's the best. Do you know who Suki is? Yeah. Well, uh, when, In when real life, you know who, Do you know who Suki really is? The actress or what? Yeah, the yeah. actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin Aoki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But do you know who Devin but Aoki is? As a person? No. Yeah. Okay. I guess <laughs> she's, not. She's Steve well, Aoki, the EDM producer's sister. But. And the heiress to the Benihana uh, restaurant. What? Two way. Yes. 
yes. multi-threat, multi-talented. Yes. So she doesn't even need to act no, in Too Fast, Too Furious. No, she, she just does it for the passion of the project. Yeah. Bring back Suki. Bring back Suki. Bring back Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Sure. I want Bow Wow coming. And Justice for Han. Just that that's been yeah that's that's something that's ongoing the, the Han thing <laughs> quiet in the thanks <laughs> also we got a Zack Attack podcast Zack Efron that's done though for now no no it lives on it, it, it will live on well we you can li- uh, why did you decide to just end the Efron because there's well, more well it's not Efron. oh we just caught up <laughs> we just, we're just done yeah but there's <laughs> I mean, like, we didn't end it I'm trying to convince but Joe to more. do an Emily Ratajkowski sub podcast within the Zack Attack podcast I'm where we watch. It. We are your friends again. We watch Gone Girl and we watch a new Amy Schumer movie, I Feel Pretty, and just talk about Emily Ratajkowski. Don't have a name for it yet. We need a really mm. punny name. She's yeah. Theme song, though, Blurred Lines for sure. Yeah, we're trying to get that going. And, and how many shows are on the uh, Cage Club podcast? 17. Total, yeah. 17 and counting. And counting. Tune in to all of them. Now that this podcast is over, it is branching off into two new podcasts that are not included in 17. So we are going to be closer to 20 than we've ever been. That's cool. Oh, yeah. So, and that that's. We'll plug that at the end, but I'm excited to drop and announce that one. Yes. And I don't know if you're going to plug yours. Are you announcing both of them on this show? I will announce mine. I don't, Whoa. Know, about, I don't know about Kyle's yet. Are you, doing, are you doing your mini thing that you told me about, that the one before? I really want to. I'm just trying to get my shit together, so to speak. Cool. <laughs> I think you should, because there's only like a run of like eight or something, right? Like yeah, there's like eight or nine in that one. We talked about it on the... Here's a, here's a spoiler. We talked about it on the episode of Cage Club Revisited for Moonstruck. Yeah, so, so if you want to know what we're talking about, go listen to that one. I'm still getting my ducks in a row for, for, for that it's one. It's better than shit together. That's a great phrase. I think so. Okay. <laughs> ducks in a row, ducks on a pond, anything with ducks in it. Really. Anything with yeah. ducks, yeah. Fair. So, okay. you know, one of the, my favorite episodes that we did together was Moneyball. Ducks oh, where we took Kyle to baseball school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a baseball fan. Listen to that I was, episode. They were in the big leagues. I was in the little league. We could have talked for probably like 10 hours on that one. And Kyle would have done none of the talking. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, so when do you like, when do you like a squeeze bunt? Like, when do you... Uh, <laughs> although... Moneyball, you do not give up a way out. No, I was going to say, no. You do not squeeze Bunt, ball in Moneyball. Throw the ball to first. That's what you do. Yep. Take the out. Don't <laughs> give up an out. No, you do not. Walk your way around the bases. Joe hates baseball, by the way. I hate baseball. So there will not be a baseball podcast? That Pitchers and catchers reporting soon for next year. <laughs> right, we have a running joke uh, with my friends that uh, baseball never fucking ends. And so uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever Joey's like, oh, yeah, like World Series starts today, we're like, pitchers and catchers comes out next week. <laughs> like, it's just going to fucking keep going on forever. There was an Onion article. I don't know if you saw this, but on right. opening day, they put out an article that said, because the whole thing about Major League Baseball this year is that they're trying to accelerate the pace of play because people know that they're fucking bored. Yeah, because it's baseball a baseball I'm not bored. And that's so funny. they were saying that, like, the, they accelerated too much that the World Series already ended on opening day. <laughs> that's, that's it, yeah. That's, and that's that, my whole joke. And that Giancarlo Stanton missed 70 games because he went to the bathroom in the middle of, like, <laughs> in between innings so the, the, the season was over. Still get paid a lot, though. Ooh. <laughs> you know, that's, what would, that's what I would call baseball. Not, speedball? not a reference to drugs at all. Would you watch baseball if there were robots pitching? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would? I would I would definitely watch it. Are you going to watch the XFL? Yeah. Yeah. I, Good as question. long as it's like half WWE and like half football. Yeah, it's, it's Vince McMahon's brainchild That's part what I mean. two. No, so but yeah. I want them, to, like I want The Rock to play. But, Which begs know, the question, Joey. When are you going to green light Steel Cage Club? Oh, well, yeah, so there is going to be a wrestling podcast at some point, I think, because everybody on the podcast network except for me likes wrestling. So there is definitely interest there. It's just a matter of who's actually going to be in charge of it, because it's not me. No, I think you need to broad a wrestling network separately, because I think there's going to be several wrestling. Do you know how much work I do for the existing network? I don't want to build a second. Work harder, okay? I want my tag team show. 
All right, we can do tag team. Heart Ooh, Foundation. I like it. We can also do a crossover because we have Ronda Rousey coming yeah. up in Furious 6, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Um, okay, uh, I, have a, I have a wrestling side story. Right. <laughs> this, this is a typical Joe move. I have a typical Joe side story. This is, the um, this, you is, remember? this is an example of our podcast because we have not talked about films from Hoffman in like 12 no, minutes. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys but it's been a logical go for it. A to Z. I want to hear your story. remember the WrestleMania where Undertaker throws... Uh, Who could forget Mick it? Foley through the cage? Yep, yep. Mankind of course, yes, cage. Mankind. That's fine. I was it was there. the Hell in a Cell. Oh, shit! Hell in a Cell. Nice. Hell in a cell. I've only watched uh, one WrestleMania, and that was WrestleMania 25. Quarter Century of Greatness. Well, He's interesting dead. fact, Phillips Rohoffman was a wrestler in high school. Yep. So oh. there we go. Was Bring it really? back to Phillips Rohoffman. Because really? that's what it's about. Bringing wow. it back to Phillips Seymour Hoffman. Also, speaking of best wrestling. Best move of the night, Kyle. You're the best move of the night. Yeah. Speaking of wrestling, <laughs> Segway. in two and a half years, we will get to Foxcatcher for Magic Mike's, a movie that I uh, do not like. Directed by Bennett Miller, who directed sure. Capote and Moneyball, which Phil's Close Rockwell's friend in. of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> Pleasure thank to meet you. Thank you very much. Joey. Thanks for coming it's never, out. We're rarely we talk on the internet, podcast, but not in person. Please. But thank you so much. I think this is the first time I've Don't seen you in person since Rocky. Yeah, when I did, oh, disgraced no, no. Did myself. Oh, you go to Arnold? You went to Arnold? No, I didn't go to Arnold. You didn't go to Arnold? I was ashamed after Rocky Marathon. Wow, so Arnold, Arnold was great. Rocky was not great. Well. Rocky 1 through 4, 1, 4, and 7. You should watch that, Mrs. Brian. You can do yours over. You can come up whenever you want. This is a free for all. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank you. Joey. All right. Uh, okay. No, I don't respect you. I'm kidding. All right. Well, Carrie, you can also announce Best Director. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> But first, first, the nominees. And who did you vote for, Kyle? I picked for obvi- P- Paul Thomas Anderson. I also did Paul Thomas Anderson because let's be real. I mean, that's if Paul Thomas Anderson doesn't win, yeah, that's kind of ridiculous. But just read them off for fun anyway. P.T. Anderson yes. did tons of films with him. We also nominated Bennett Miller, yeah. friend of his, but also did Capote and Moneyball. Some other people, but let's be honest, P.T. Anderson. No, fr- win. Francis Lawrence. Yes. We even had uh, Philip Sir Hoffman because oh he yeah, we nominated Philip Sir Hoffman. Yeah. Because he did direct himself. Yes. But. But Kara. Oh, yes. Yeah, please Kara, come up. Kara, come up. Yeah, sorry. I got it. Overzealous. <laughs> He's very overzealous. Big P.T. Anderson fan. So. The coronation right now. That one might. Is it live? Okay. I also have a fun uh, anecdote about Hook and my stage fright <laughs> that I can tell after this. Uh, let's see. The winner is Paul Thomas Anderson. Woo! Not a surprise. Hard, hard Eight, Boogie Nights, yeah. Magnolia, Punch Drunk Glove, and The Master. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that, That's good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, okay, what did, you feel, what did we feel like we missed before? Uh, well, so I told this to Brian before the show, uh, that Wistful Thinking has been interesting because I've like recovered a lot of like repressed childhood memories, um, the, not the least of which is that when we did Hook, I remembered that I once actually played Peter Pan in like a theater camp Ooh. production. Um, not Peter the Pan whole was my favorite growing up, and still. <laughs> not the whole thing, just uh, one some song. Some people say that you were the modern day Peter Pan. <laughs> well, as my friend I'll Rob put it, it. <laughs> Peter Pan set. is the original fuckboy. So. <laughs> um, I was in CBT, so you know. <laughs> that was just a, that was an alley oop. That was just an everything. That was just. A, <laughs> I, feel like anyway. I'm in, I feel like I'm in a fraternity again getting paddled. Jesus mm. Christ. Sorry. Oof. 
and so it was a grand slam, Joey. I was singing a song. I was on stage, and I skipped a verse in the song and didn't realize it until I got to that verse and realized that I didn't have any words. So I just decided to uh, pace around on stage, as Peter Pan does, extremely <laughs> confident, and hum. And uh, <laughs> and that was when I realized that I am more of a behind-the-scenes kind of person. Than As am I. An onstage Probably person. where we should so, be, too. Yes. <laughs> so that's why I freaked out for the last one. Ah. But thank you for the do-over. And thank You're you welcome. for coming back. That was Life a cool story. Life is about do-overs, so <laughs> thank you for coming Well, on. we hope you conquered your stage fright here tonight. Yes. Just a little. Thank you so much, Karen. All right, people. We only have, we have, th we have, th we have three left. So that's oh, cool. Yeah, oh. number three. All right, N next we've got favorite comedic performance. This I mean, I mean, Joey's gonna boo it, but whatever. I voted for Sandy Lyle. <laughs> I also voted for Sandy Lyle here because he's he's funny in this. Yeah, you get so overzealous with that envelope. I just like getting it prepped because you know. Just in case you screw up the envelope. Open. Yes. No, I mean he he. He had a lot of funny roles. This is a guy, obviously he can do drama. He's won Oscars, he's nominated for Oscars. But he can do comedy as well. And some of the times he was in a film, like a drama film, but he was like more of the comedic character. Like I would count Gust, and we nominated that, in um, Charlie Wilson's War, as like, he's the guy I'm laughing at. Yeah, you know? he's, yeah. It's providing. So why, why the Long Came Polly? I mean, I've said enough about Sandy Lyle already, but he's he's hilarious in that movie. You watch, I mean, this is Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's uh, one of the greatest actors, period, but, I mean, in dramatic roles, but then you see him in this comedic role, and I think he owns it, so that's why I voted He's not like, like a Sean Penn, who's obviously a very good actor, but, like, very rarely now does comedy. Yeah, I mean, he started like with Fast Times and, and yeah. stuff like that, but Yeah, kinda. Fast Times, and then... Yes. Yeah. Oh. And a high school film, by the way, just mentioning that quickly. So, <laughs> so but along came Polly. Like, you've always said you saw a lot of yourself in that character. Yeah. So I, I'm kind of rooting for that to Taking win. Taking the grease and from one slice of pizza and putting on to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, like we said, Sandy Lyle, along came Polly. Dustin Davis from Twister. Not a funny film, but he's the funniest guy in the film. Brant from The Big Lebowski. Very, very funny as well. Yes. Any of these people could have, any of these characters could have won in a different category. I don't think we've talked about Lebowski enough. That's that's like a film that Joey does not like, but a lot of people do and obviously enjoy. Yeah. So Le uh, Leon, who guessed on apparently they don't have milk at the bar, so we yeah, no have white Russians. We would no white Russians, but that's okay. We had too many white Russians the day we recorded that anyway. So Gus, as I mentioned, Scotty J, we counted because you know. Dean Trumbull and Punch Drunk Love. Yes. Out-funning out Adam Sandler, arguably. In that, in that film, yeah. I mean... So who won, Kyle? Sandy Lyle, Long Came Polly. It wasn't rigged, people. This was, the, this was the people's vote. The people's vote, not just us. So all three of us agreed. Tell me you have a Sandy Lyle clip to try to change people like Joey's mind. Okay. I watched the movie. I like it. <laughs> and you hurt Kyle so much when you say that. The <laughs> no, not the peepers vote. Hit me, dude. A lovely montage of this performance. You want an autograph? Ah. Oh man, 
friggin' horny. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Ruben, I'm in a situation here. We have to leave now. But dude, no. This is serious. I just sharted. I tried to fart and a little shit came out. I just sharted. Bags, bring your A game. I'm just messing with you, Sasquatch. Let's get it on. White chocolate. Titties. Raindrops. Full score. T. T. Come out. I'm burning. My lungs are burning. Ball win. Yeah, some women find it offensive. Ice man. Oh, you're tired and shag ass out of there? Oh, no, no, don't you mind about the future. Don't you try to think ahead. Save tomorrow. But I felt something, I decided to go with it. Give me the freedom to rock out. I like to give her a little spanking. Just have her real light right on the cushion and say, hey, I'm your daddy. I'm your daddy. <laughs> yeah, I actually think it's not going to work out, but I'm pulling for your rube. Mm. Cool. Ruben, I'm your wingman. Whatever it is, I will not let you down. Let me see here. Let's not bullcrap each other. Base jumping. Crocodile wrestling. Shark diving. Volcano illusion. You're goddamn right I am. There we go. Montage of the comedic performance of Sandy Lyle. And Kai loves that character so much, it gets like half of this episode just devoted to that montage right there. Yes. I thought you were going to come back and mmm, mmm, one of your favorites. You can just see right there, this is the guy who's won an Oscar, and he just didn't care, committed to the this, character. This is pr prior Oscar. No, but you know what yeah, I mean. Like, yeah. he's capable of it. Oh, yeah. And, and that's your opening category before you even announce. You're so anxious. Yeah. Relax. We're with friends. We're with Hoff fans. And family, yes. Literally. Yes. What's next, Kyle? Favorite Hoffman film. This is a big one, folks. I picked The Master. That's no surprise. Come on. That's no. Answer. I mean, this again, this is one of your favorite films. I wanted to pick Moneyball, but I didn't think it was right. Because it's not a... Well, you, yeah, you love Moneyball, but that's just a very small... I just like that as... Yeah. It's my favorite film that Hoffman happens to be in. It's not really my favorite Hoffman film. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Moneyball, a little love. What did I pick? I don't even remember. They're so good. I think I picked Capote because <laughs> I'm boring. So Capote was nominated, obviously. Doubt, The Master, Boogie Nights, Big Lebowski, Almost Famous, Skanai Doshai, New York. Synecdoche, New York. See, you're better than me. <laughs> Charlie Wilson's War, Moneyball, and... Kyle, your, your pick for the nominee, you begged for this to be nominated for best favorite, I guess, Hoffman film, yeah. along came Polly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, who won? Listen to the along came Polly episode with Michael Manzi. I almost die at some points by laughter. By you guess. did? Yeah. Uh, and the winner is The Master. No surprise For there. the best film that he was in. Very fair, very fair. It Again, was his last collaboration with Paul Thomas Anderson. I mean, he plays just, I mean, Lancaster Dodd. Uh, the scenes that he has with Joaquin Phoenix, Amy Adams, just everybody in that film are 
I mean, no pun intended, masterful. So, why do you think some people don't like it? Uh, it's a really. It can be a little weird movie. It can be a little uh, creepy, a little very, very sexual. I think Joaquin Phoenix's character turns people off more than Philip Seymour Hoffman's character. But I mean, that's if I was gonna deduce it. Yeah, that's fair. But again, it won. The audience picked it, so you are vindicated for life. Anyone who ever gets mad at you for yeah, I get to that, say yeah. I had I had a podcast and. And all million voters that yeah, submitted, yeah. you know. Along with the, as John said, what, 300 people? This is something that I guess I know all you guys are thinking of, like the, the whole uh, white elephant in the room, how we don't actually have physical awards. We couldn't decide what those awards would be. I think it would have been bad taste to be a statue of Philip Seymour and also we couldn't commission that. <laughs> what do you think, what should they have been? Any what? ideas, anyone? Kyle? What, 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 the, what the award what should What the physical like? award should be. Like the Kids' Choice Award, it's like a, you get slimed and think it's like a blimp. I mean... The Teen <laughs> Choice Awards is like a surfboard. Maybe like, I think like a nice, like, almost like a thin silhouette kind of... Ooh, you're like modern artistic. I yeah. Like no, I don't know. I, a nice... We'll have to think on it, so the next episode that doesn't happen, we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Ooh. Like in the nude. Like <laughs> a leaf blocking it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, in more ways than one, are you guys ready for favorite performance? So, so Kyle and I are both nominated in this category. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's about I to voted get, for... About to get awkward. Out here. Lancaster Dodd. I'm surprised you didn't vote for Santi Lion along came Polly. I voted for him enough. <laughs> you, you were very... You're very between Lancaster... I mean, you know... You're very strict, The Master, Long Came Polly. You like the other films, but those are like your... Two very, very different films. And two very real sides of your personality. Leader of a cult. Yeah, leader of a cult. <laughs> Funny, like, loving guy, yeah. you know, like, so those are... Having people film, make a fake documentary about me. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's your there thing. So, so you said you picked... Lancaster Dodd, The Master. Let me, let me pull up my pick, because yeah, I don't... picks in the nominations. <laughs> This was, this was a category that I remember like being like, not whatever on, I do care about this show and the awards, but like a lot of different ones could have won. So favorite lead performance, Truman Capote, Capote. Yes. Caden Catard, Synecdoche. Synecdoche, New York. <sighs> Synecdoche, New York. He's the pro now. I just, I, Lancaster Dodd, the master. Father Brendan Flynn in doubt. Mm. Rusty and Flawless. And those are the nominees, despite my inflection. <laughs> uh, uh, whoa. This is a tie. We have a tie. A tie. Catard. Capote and the Master. Oh, how so fitting. Truman Capote and Lancaster Dodd. Wow. I mean, I think that's fair, because he won the Oscar for Capote. Yes, and then... But so many people love him. He was nominated for Best Supporting Actor, but, I mean, he really... It's a, he's a co-lead in The Master. We count him as a lead in The Master, yeah. in our minds. You know, yeah. There's so many things... He has plenty of screen time and plenty of... Talk for sure. Time. Was Joaquin the only lead? Te I mean, technically, the Academy of Standards, but... Wow, that's cool. Yeah, so... Uh, An official tie. Thank you, people who voted. Yes, but I think we should play maybe those clips, and then we'll uh, say some final words. Oh, awesome, yeah. I, I, you think I took this job? This is Capote, by the way. Fight you. <laughs> I was writing the script as they were filming. 
all that time in Italy, and I, and I worked like mad all day long, and then dashed down to the bar around midnight to end in the next day's scenes. And Humphrey had, had, had just about moved into the hotel bar. Humphrey Bogart. Where he and John. John Houston. <laughs> had, uh, they drank every night. And I mean drank, you know, like famished water buffaloes. Well, I had only just handed them the final scene when the bellhop told me I had a phone call. And it was my stepfather, Joe Capote, calling to say that my mother had died. Yeah, I, I flew home to New York, terribly distraught. But when I got to the apartment, I could see that Joe was in even worse shape than I was. He grabbed my hand and he said to me, talk. Hey, talk about anything, you know? I mean, any subject in the world, don't worry whether it'll interest me or not. Just talk. So I won't break down. He couldn't bear to be alone with his thoughts. It was too painful. So what's great about like that again, and we even heard it here, you first start to watch a movie and you laugh at him because that voice is just... Ridiculous. And we meet him at a party, and he's hosting, and he's just bigger. He's lar- he's larger than life. And then once you get into it, you start to feel for the guy, and you start to like connect with him, and that's. Well, and and, and John said it really well that it's you know that Harden. voice, yeah, John Harden. Uh, <laughs> that voice. I mean, you know, it's a little. You know, for, I mean, I, I wasn't really. I wasn't familiar with Truman Capote before really seeing. Capote, and so you're just like, oh, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's definitely, he lost like a lot of saw, weight for this You movie. never saw To Tell the Truth as a Child? No, I didn't, I, no. Uh, but, I mean, between that voice transformation, the physical transformation, I mean, it's pretty clear. And we have two of his longest collaborators, I closed the clip already as I'm gesturing, but Amy Ryan uh, and Catherine Keener, who plays Harper Lee, awesome role, Chris Cooper, and it's just a fantastic... Who's amazing, I love yes. Chris Cooper. But next we have then, obviously, since it was a tie, The Master, and I just have this clip, and it's actually the outtakes clip, uh, and it's just, I just love this. This was at the end of The Back Beyond, which is a 20-minute thing that is a, we're not playing that whole thing for you. Uh, That is just. We're going to play the entire Master from beginning to end, so you can really appreciate Philip Seymour Hoffman's career. (laughs) (laughs) but this is these are just some outtakes that uh, are at the end of this back beyond 20 minute uh, thing that there was alternate takes alternate scenes and this is just I think you're just going to see the chemistry that Joaquin Phoenix and it's just I mean we always said we love Philip Seymour Hoffman's laugh and this is a real this is an acting laugh this is just him enjoying what he did and what and what and what uh, we enjoyed from him and his craft so I think I felt like this was uh, apropos I agree on the with the moon big and shiny. I like coals. A minty flavor. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. I like cool. 
minty flavor. Fuck off. <laughs> the end of the clips. So what I love about that clip is like, again, I'm glad you ended with that one, Kyle, because it's like, we really see the humanity. In yeah, the that's, that's the, that, that was, I mean, he, I mean, he's a little, so Truman, he plays Truman Capote and the Lancaster Dodd, two larger than life characters, but in the end, I mean, he's, you know, I mean, I think even Lancaster says something like, we are just, you know, men, like, you know, and that, I mean, that's what, that's what he was. I think he's, Always plays. I mean, we had those archetype archetype roles, and he played so many different t types of characters. But I mean, just what he always was to me was someone that was incredibly brave, and uh, I mean, just made me. Yeah, just what it, you watch that when you we get were it. sitting down. Just we weren't like, let's be podcasters, let's do this. We're, we like, we just were like, you know what? It would be really cool to watch all these movies and relive this career of both a guy we'd super respected and thought was awesome. Uh, I remember um, just whenever it was when we were talking about this, before it, I had seen, I watched like Moneyball, I watched Charlie Wilson's War and a couple other films. Yeah, yeah. Like Twister yeah. randomly, like mm -hmm. in like a three week period. I'm like, wow, you know, I'm, you know, Phil Seymour often stands out. Stands out, which is one of our, I mean, he was definitely already my, like my favorite actor. I mean, still is, there's so many, I mean, great, great. I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is a terrific actor, but uh, I don't know, just something. I, I think the point is that I can't really pinpoint. There's not one exact thing about him, but through his roles, and then just watching great interviews with him, like with Charlie Rose, and just getting seeing this guy and like what he did for um, his art and like his love, and then also it's just the theater aspect. That's something we never really talk. We talk about on a few episodes, but his deepest love was even theater. So just to see like that, this wasn't even like. I mean, he had a, uh, you know, a partner and kids and his family, but just that's how much energy and time and commitment and love he put into acting, and I think that's just... Yeah, I mean, and just to watch it from beginning to end. It, this, this is honestly like, excuse me if I get a little emotional, but this it, is like a bittersweet moment for us to just end this, just this, this journey. Because and, and, it's really like not about us. It was just about like... We call this like a tribute to Phil today, and it was just... Anytime we talk to someone who knew him, they call him Phil, and yeah. you know, and it's just something like, yeah. Between talking to Amos, you know, again a friend and a collaborator of his, be to uh, now talking to Emily, and just again her appreciating it and saying that he would have appreciated it, and hopefully there will be some more. Uh, meetings with people that knew him uh, more intimately. Yeah, we definitely like to drop some special episodes, but this is definitely the end of our yeah. main journey. And then just between a lot, of, a lot of the you know, we dubbed them Hoff fans, but other people that you know tuned in and, and you guys and commenting on Facebook and just asking questions or starting conversations and just such I mean, great comments. Yes. Not all of them positive. No, not all of them are positive, but, but that's that's <laughs> fine. Not a, you know, but but just get that's the point, right? When we we sat down and talked about this, we just wanted to get people talking, get yeah. people remembering. Like we lost him too soon. He would have had so many other great films, and it's it's unfortunate, but it's also awesome that we could just celebrate the full career of 
one of, I mean, I think the greatest master actor of our lifetime, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, obviously we're biased, but just, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing that we got to see his catalog and we weren't disappointed. I, there was never a step of the way where we were like, oh. I think he always, br he, he always brought it. There were films we were disappointed in, don't get me wrong, yeah. but, but never through his work. Like, he always brought his A-game. Even little cameos here and there, maybe it wasn't fair to judge him on those, but it just, it still felt real. He always felt present. I yeah. think that's a good word for him. Well, and just, and uh, I mean, the Amos Poe episode, that just gave us the most insight. We, like we always said, oh, he was a young actor and he's paying his dues and Amos just went out and said, no, he was a guy that loved to act and would take a role as big or small as it was and just give it his all. And that's, I mean, I think that's just a lesson that anyone could use uh, in life. Yeah, for us, it looked like he was paying his dues, but it really was, it was just like him taking a job, him taking it seriously, yeah, him being awesome. <sighs> Boy, so before we before we say our goodbyes, um, yeah, you know, so a question that a lot of people ask us is, "What are you guys doing next? What do you have, uh, you know, in the pipeline?" I mean, I, I I don't know if you're willing to drop yours yet. I I can announce it's still you know, okay okay yeah. it's in the infant stages. I know that's why yeah, I yeah. ask, but I know you're very excited about your project, Kyle. So why don't you uh, mention what's what's so happening next. Brian and I, for now, are, are, are uh, a bit, we're not doing, our next podcast ventures aren't together. We're doing two s solo ones. Yes, but you're like a guest on half of mine, so. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to be a guest on, like, most of us. Yes, yes, it's a conscious uncoupling. This is like the Thank Tatum. Thank you, Joey. This is, That's why he's the god. This is not the Tatum and whatever his lady friends. A loving separation. Yes, it, this is not a loving separation. This is just a, a, oh. <laughs> This is just uh, we're do going our own direction, but we will, yes. we will uh, <laughs> find each other in the end. That's very like a, yeah. like every true great romance. <laughs> but yeah, so my uh, solo podcast, and some people know, some people don't, but it's going to be called. Now everyone's going to know. Yes, now everyone's going to know. Everyone uh, in the world. Foodie films, in which I will be covering films that are about food and drink and just. All that good stuff, Ooh. so hope to and have Kyle, I, I mean, know you well, obviously. You're a man who you loves... Just, if you follow me on Facebook and Instagram, you saw all the food pictures. You're a man who loves your food, you love your drink, yeah. you love your talk. This is perfect for you. It I'm is. Very happy for you. I'm yes. very, I think this is a great step. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and, Bri and Brian, how about, how about you? Are you you're well, I want to ask more about foodie films. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, all right. No. What should we expect? What should we expect? I mean, it's yeah. going to be everything from like your, you know, your like what are some of your favorite movie. food films? I, I guess mean, my end all be all in the kind of the thing that I just, I just the film I watch over and over again, and I'm just like I need to do a film on, you know, food. And no drink. reservations. Uh, <laughs> uh, Chef, by, directed by John Favreau, amazing movies. But it's going to be everything from like a movie that's clearly about food to just fun movies like. I don't want to spoil it too much, but what? Rat well, Rat Two is another great food <laughs> mm. film. Uh, but hungry, even fun, fun movies like How and Kumar Go to White Castle. Yeah. It's about, you know, that's, that's <laughs> the goal is the goal is food in that movie, so that's what it's going to be about. Or, I mean, a, a bar movie like Cocktail or Coyote Ugly. Super, Super there we go. Super uh, is that on your list? Yes. Do you, Hiro, Judo yeah, loves Hiro. sushi. Will so. you do the uh, documentary now? No, oh, that would be fun. I think, I mean, you know, there are there are more food and drink films than there were Philip Seymour Hoffman movies, so there is a good catalog, not as much as what your, yours will be about, but um, yeah, I'm thinking about expanding to possibly 
going into documentaries and TV and stuff too. So I'll have to you know figure that out exactly. Yeah, from, but that's why it's still me. in its early stages. But I, I thank you for hearing it out, and I hope you all tune in, and I'll obviously. Uh, one of the things I'm most looking forward to about that podcast is just well, one, I, I love food too. Yes, and you know you're going to be on. The both food you know you're going to be on here. the sideways episode. Yes, and I, yes, I do love drink as well. Yes, food and drink, but I, it feels more interactive. It, uh, sensual is the word I'm thinking of. Sensual. Ooh. You're a very. You're Sensual is the word, and I'm going to say why. Because it tickles a lot more senses than the usual podcast. Mainly the I'm hungry sense. <laughs> I'm very hungry. And I think it'll be really fun to get some, uh, I mean, you know, foodies out there involved. And it's just, and it's still going to be, I mean, film and music were just always such a big part of my life that it'll be really fun to still have that film aspect for the network and and just for me to talk about Which we love, cageclub.me. Yes, if they allow me. I mean, I've been fired from PSL of Hoffman, but hopefully. Yes. This one. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, see you later. No. Yeah, but, uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah, so my next project will be, well, first of all, I want to start by saying I hated my time in high school a little bit. I made friends with you, so I can't hate it 100%. But Aww. I just, I, just, I kind of want to relive it. So I've decided to do a podcast about high school films. That's film that takes place in high school. And, you know, that was all an awkward stage for all of us. I had a lot of acne. No, no really we were, I was in the marching band. I was so good. <laughs> Come on. You were the drum major. I had long hair and clogs. You were a drum awesome. major. And a, hemp, and a hemp chain. So, you know, so I decided, and again, my fiance is not happy about this title, but I've decided to make my podcast called High School Slumber Party. <laughs> and I, the idea is just take yourself back to the <laughs> take yourself t back to that time in Friday night in high school. We never had we never had a slumber party. We, we vacationed together, but not. Yes, but that's a, that was in our private time as adults. <laughs> <laughs> that was the period we don't discuss. <laughs> no, it, it, I wanted to that feeling. Remember when you were back in your youth and you walked into a blockbuster video on a Friday. You know, oh, yeah. you rented a Peruse movie for a slumber for hours, party. Yeah. You had a you had a couple of the girls come over and you you, you, you did your thing. American Pie, that's yeah. one. You know, it, it's just and then I want to relive that era and try to try to be learn from it, learn from it, and see like what super happened bad, to me. Great one. Yeah, super bad. What happened? Yeah, what went wrong? Where did I go <laughs> wrong? Because I I believe all of it do stems you wanna, from do that. Do you want to lie down on the stage right now? I will not because I probably won't get up. <laughs> I'm not as athletic as you, Kyle. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so that's my next. I'm burning. That's my next. <gasps> I'm burning. <laughs> that's my next venture. Kyle will be a guest a lot on that. Yes. Because he also experienced high school like a Together. lot of people did. Yeah. Let's say we most so of his cool. country did. So. I remember going to a uh, what was that called? Pepper Alley. Pepper Alley that we fought with plastic. Jedi Knight Swords. Yes. We're that cool because we were the Golden we, Knights. And we were yeah, the we Jedi were the Golden Knights in yeah. high school. And Kyle and I in high school thought it would be funny to be the Jedi Knights during a pepper alley. Yeah. So while the football team's like, yeah, you yeah. know, they're talking about their season, me and Kyle are in the background with lightsabers, <laughs> just dueling it out. Just, it was, and yeah, that's why I'm the way I am today. Yeah. Because we like to stay on cool. That is very true. But. Yeah. So. Yes, thank thank you guys for coming out. Yes, you thank know. you. Th no, really, thank you, friends, family, Romans, countrymen. That was just mm -hmm. bad. Uh, Michael Manzi. M Michael Manzi came from Waldwick. 
Thank you. All the way from Joey, Wyoming. you came. You bu- just bought a house too. You came far, far. Let's talk Everyone. about that. What's it like to own a home? Yeah, homeowner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, guys, thanks for coming out. Thank you for so much for your support. To the Wild uh, can, can we, on the count of three, can we get a collective stay on cool? Yes. Is that fair? For one per- Kyle, one person I want to thank. Oh, yeah. Philip Zimmer Hoffman, obviously. Oh, well, yeah, that's like. Rest in peace. Yeah, He's our guy. Th- th- we th- want to return to this and, you know, thank the Hoffman. Yeah, I mean, it's. Just. <laughs> Your I, final I, words on Philip Seymour Hoffman. Go I, I, on the spot. I, on the spot, yeah, exactly. I do so well on it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just want people to either whether well, you, you knew about his work or you're watching it again or you're telling other people again, like just I mean, send it later. Yeah, and listen, listen to the podcast. Go, you know, a a to z. We do get better as it goes on. I think a little bit. Yeah, this does not reflect our usual episode. No, it does not. Um, but it's we don't we're not doing this again. Like for us, it's just like just. It's the legacy. It's a just fun time for us to hang out, but then it's about like. Just yeah, I don't think I'll see you for a while. No, no, I'm just kidding. Too much. No, but it, it's it's just We're watch the movies again. Watch the ones you haven't seen because this is again one of the greatest American actors in the history of American acting. Yes. So what do you Edwin think? Edwin Booth, not so, included. So, Civil War buffs. <laughs> a collective stand cool. Is that, is that feel? Yeah, yeah. Thing? So go go lead your lead uh, your crowd. Well, lead well, we'll just we'll just face the, we'll face the microphones out after I say three, two, one. So. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, thank you, Joey. He's the boss. So we right. have to listen to him. Yeah. Even though we're fired. Three, two. So, wait, 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 so oh. just, just, just to be. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone knows what they're doing. So we end our every episode by saying, "Stay on cool." It's a yeah. line from Almost Famous. Line from Almost Famous. It, it's a nominated line. I don't remember if it won because it, it's been a while. No, it was. A, how's the peeping? How's the peeping one? Thank you, Michael Manzi. But it was a nominated line. Nominated line. It's. I mean, it's. I'm. You know, I'm home. Always on cool. And then we ended by staying cool because, as you heard, we were that cool in high school and we're still cool Very today. Cool. Very cool. But, all right, three, two. So you want to say stay uncool. I just want to make sure they know what they're doing. I don't want to leave the stage, Kyle. I feel like two dope queens. I need here. to we're get like, off of here. Like and I, need, I, need, I need a beer. <laughs> I need a bourbon. Maybe you should get a fiance to, to, to go to the bar for you. That's okay. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, I'm just saying now I need a beer. In a text. Not before. In a text. Yes. No, <laughs> we are not saying Detroit sucks. No, we're all going to. No, we're going to Philadelphia sucks. No, I'm sorry. Whoa, we, we you promised not to diss the city of brotherly Oops. love again. Okay, well Joey's been recording, so. Oh, I didn't notice. <laughs> so we're going to say at, at, when we when Kyle announced it, you're going to say stay on cool. Yeah, three, gotcha. two, one. Stay. All right. But that was the practice yes, one. Yes, right? that was the practice okay. one. Because I would have missed it. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Stay on cool. Stay on cool, guys. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Sex of things, sex of things, I believe in miracles.